the way you're always right. I hate it when you lie. I hate it when you make me laugh. Even worse, when you make me cry. I hate it when you're not around and the fact that you didn't call. But mostly I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. Not even a little bit. Not even at all. And welcome, 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 welcome to the podcast that does, I think, what it says in the tin. It's best film ever. My name's Ian. And I'm Liam. I'm Ellie. And I'm Georgia. Hey, and talk about juxtaposing. I know. That song and that scene. Oh. I was like, what do I do here? I'm like, I could just do the song. I'm like, that's just begging for trouble. Yeah. That really <laughs> is. I'm like, what can I do here? I'm like, I know. I can get the poem. And then the whole poem. I'm like, that's like a minute and 12 seconds. So I'm like, can't gonna get bored of that so i thought we'll do that instead see these are the things you got to think about when you're setting up a good introduction that's a lovely and then the, the other thing is to let the whole thing plays in the first take so you don't have to go. i played it guys and about halfway through for some reason i hit a button to turn it off and i was just sort of staring at me i'm like oh no <laughs> he got the jitters i got i got the jitters i was i was uh in over my head, I suppose. <laughs> so, welcome everybody, and uh, welcome to episode fifty-three. Wow, ten things I hate about you. Fifty-three. I know it feels like we just jumped ahead to the future and did episode fifty-four. <laughs> we did because we have recorded we Wally. Have. There's our little promo for later. Yeah, Wally coming out. Wally, Eva, Come, Eva, and <laughs> Wally coming out. And I think I put in the write-up. It's like Short Circuit. Johnny Five from Short Circuit meets uh, the latest idea of the it's HomePod. Like, it's like a shrunken version, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> a cuter version for sure. Absolutely. So uh, the, uh, the big news this week is we hit ten thousand downloads. Yeah, um, well earlier than the <laughs> line I drew in the sand of yeah. March thirteenth, we got there over a month early. That's incredible. Thank you, guys. Uh, it's a, a massive thank you oh, to yeah. anybody and everybody who's downloaded all any over amount. The world. Thank you. People all over the world join hands. Like- yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Ellie, go ahead. I feel like Liam might have forgotten the uh, what else that means. Oh, no, it's been brought up. <laughs> yeah, 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 oh, okay. Yeah. At some point, Greece will be the word, Boom. and I will be forced. Now, just for the record, it's not happening immediately, and it's not no. because I'm, sh- I'm, I'm, is it called shilling on the bet? Uh, what's it called when you when you don't come through on the bet? Welching. I'm not welching on the bet. You're taking a rain check. Far from it. I'm not taking a rain check. I'm just going, <laughs> we, we, we have a schedule. <laughs> yeah, okay. And some didn't of our, you say you have to use your... Um, my my your first pick. No, not my, my wall card. No, it qualifies. It's not my wall card because it, it does oh, qualify. Does it? It's on the poster. Oh. So as a result, uh, that will be my, my 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 first pick. So I don't get to do my actual real first pick until oh god knows twenty twenty two. I don't know. <laughs> but no. So there's that. But uh, I will my, my my first week that's been such as, as as Ian's week in the schedule. That is going to be filled up with. Yay. Grace. I, I'm sorry. It's not the one that I want, but <laughs> it is the one that I want. I am massively thankful. And some people even got ahead on the Twitter and got a hold of us and said, This mean Ian's picking Greece. And yes, it does mean Greece yep. is indeed the, the word. word. <laughs> but thank you again. If you download we we really couldn't have imagined this. No, not at all. Not when we started it up eleven months ago. I thought only three people would listen, and that's the God's honest truth. Yeah, I, I thought it was just a fun little project. We could yeah. go, hey, we've, we've got a podcast. Hee, 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 hee. I thought it'd be something we could look back at. Yeah. You know, or listen. A little, a little time capsule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
But we've racked up quite a lot of hours to listen back to now. We have, we have, and, and I've enjoyed it. <laughs> if it was a year to ever get stuck in and do it, I know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it would be this year. Um, and you know what? We can't get ten thousand downloads just here in the UK. As we said earlier, people all over the world join hands. We got some charts to talk about quickly. We charted Yay. 88th in the United States. We cool. charted here in Britain, home in home for me in Canada, Canada. in Australia, Good in night. Sweden, in Ireland, in Denmark. Wow. We were 18th in Switzerland, cool. seventh in Saudi Arabia, hey. 21st in India, lovely, eighth in Malaysia. Yeah, and shout out to New Market because we have a new market. Do we? we do fantastic. Number two <gasps> in Nigeria. Oh, brilliant! Excellent. Cool, and number eight in all TV and film in Nigeria as well. So, yeah, thank you, thank you very, very yeah. much, Lee. Wow, we love it. We do. It's really cool to get places that I would not have expected. No, exactly. I thought maybe a little bit in Canada, maybe a little bit in here here in the UK because it's, it's it's where we're from. Yeah, that might be about it. Yeah. You know, Ethan's Australian cousins and family <laughs> would download. But outside of that, we're kind of in a, in a you know, we, got, we have a limited thing and people seem to be digging what we are doing. We can't thank you enough. Thank Cannot you. Cannot thank you enough. Uh, but let me just promo what we got coming up. We've got WandaVision Revision. Wanda Revision Episode 6 just dropped yesterday. Yep. You guys at least know what we recorded because we, we, were, we were there to record it. So that was good. <laughs> Marvel Mondays. The Marvel Mondays. The remaining three episodes will be an hour in length. And that's not our episodes. That's, the, that's, that's, yeah. that's their episodes. Mm. Uh, so you can catch that over on Talking the Mickey. Uh, remember the Titans, of course, will have dropped about five days ago. So that was a fun, a fun one. I love Remember the Titans. Oh, me too. And we all loved Remember the Titans. We did. We did. All loved it. <laughs> we did not. The rom-com roundtable dropped today, Valentine's Day, as we record this. It's doing incredibly well. It's wow. our best roundtable so far, as far as numbers go. So that's good. And we had a lot of people join in on the poll. So, And I learned how to schedule tweets. Didn't know I could do that. Oh, nice. So yeah, added something to my... Every to my, school day. There we go. <laughs> and then a big one, also dropping today. Georgia, you were on Let's Talk About This our Australian friends for a I repeat was. engagement. Yeah. Ooh. You want to, we, we talked a little bit about it last week. Can you very briefly talk about what you were there for? I, uh, yeah. So basically I was there to discuss my hatred of Batman, um, and to make it better. And I think we did a very good job. I <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed my time over with them. So yeah, give them a listen. Um, if you like my controversial opinions or if you just like Australian accents, because this episode had both let's talk about this have officially reached i'm gonna make this executive decision they have reached friends of the podcast status they yeah. have. absolutely they have they so have absolutely yeah. they have and i'm trying to find in my head i was thinking because i was actually listening to the podcast as i washed dishes today oh i know i probably so i was sitting there listening to her going hey first of all well done george i thought you did really really yeah, well, well on well it done. and Thanks. then and then secondly i was thinking we got to find a way to sort of um have them on do things like that so i got a couple of things in my head i just got to figure out logistically what the best way to make that happen is that's what i do the other day when I'm all caught up in editing, what do I do? And I think Ellie went, you could just watch a movie for fun. And I went, I don't, what are these words you're saying? I don't know what that means. You know what? I have watched so many movies for fun this weekend. Really? It's been great. Okay. Yeah. I've had loads of free time this weekend. That's so cool. I've, yeah, I've spent even more time watching films. Yeah. And also my rom-com roundtable rankings would totally have changed if I'd done it this weekend rather than last weekend. 
Oh. Well, as with every round table, Broadens it's just horizons. it's just a snapshot in time. A snapshot in time. Is, we, we, yeah. we, we reserve the right to go back, not next year, but we reserve the right to go back in maybe a few years and <laughs> yeah. and do it again. And revisit, um, yeah. The films that I would have added in ha- wouldn't have changed anything in our overall ranking. Okay, so, so just your personal. Just, okay. just my personal preferences. Yeah, yeah, I've just watched a few more and really enjoyed them. So let's talk about uh, some reflections and corrections and not really any corrections per se. Okay. Jurassic Park, very, very well received. Cool. It's our best day one numbers yet for any episode. It's on track to be our best week one numbers yet for any episode. And with that comment came a lot of feedback. I can't read it all. I cannot read it all out. It was just, (laughs) God bless you guys. It was just too much. So um, I want to say this, though, to all of you. Uh, including it goes down in the PM, Alex from Main Street Finance and Carlo, amongst others. I get it. Sam Neill's been in a lot of things. Because <laughs> I, to be fair, I've seen very little of it. So I feel better about that. Let's all say dead calm here. Yeah, dead calm, yeah. Um, I've been, I think Carlo got a hold of me and said that, yeah, he said, uh, Ian's right. Liam needs to watch dead calm. And then he realized he got it backwards and went, reverse those names. <laughs> so uh, apparently he played a fake Odin in... Uh, in Thor Ragnarok, Thor when Rock, when yeah. when Loki does his little play version of it all, yeah, and Matt Damon's playing Loki. Yes, apparently Sam Neill plays Odin in that bit. Yes, he does. I haven't seen that in a while. No, I haven't. So, uh, Georgia, there were some comments about Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging, but of course you got that right. We got there in the end anyway that the name Georgia yeah. isn't Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Uh, and Russ just wanted this uh, idea of, uh, was it Russ? I've got Russ written down. doesn't feel like it was Russ. Anyway, wanted a... Uh, a Jurassic Park with Harrison Ford, Sean Connery, Jim Carrey, and James Cameron directing. Who doesn't? That'd be an alternate universe version. That'd be cool. I, I'd love to see the version with with Harrison Ford and, uh, yeah. and Sean Connery, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Carlo uh, mentioned to me that Ian Malcolm dies in the book. Spoilers of Jurassic Park, and that might be a reason why he has no lines in the second, in, not the, in the final quarter of the film. Yeah, yeah. That would make sense. Okay, yeah. Uh, but got, he dies in that scene where he gets knocked out, does he? But he got up again. You ain't never going to keep him down. That's going to be my line. Uh, Paul and Griff got a hold of us about our Shit's Creek uh, cleared for takeoff episode, which I did with Ethan, actually. And he said, great episode, guys. You'll have to do 24 one day. We will, and I'll be the guy in the rookie seat because I've not seen 24. Me either. So maybe we'll find someone who has, and we can sort of, or that. I'll tell you what I do want to do is that one on Netflix right now. I think it's called Bridgerton. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've seen the first couple Brigerton. of that. Yeah, I'd be yeah. up for seeing that. I think it's kind yeah, of big too. right now. So yeah. I think that, probably sooner than 24, that'll make its way <laughs> into the list. We'll see. And then just, uh, we had someone named Tintin who got a hold of us on our one night in Miami that, he, that we did boys night on. Yeah. And he said, I got a response, y'all are the best. I enjoyed your Cedar Skip It episode on one night in Miami. It was awesome. And thank oh, you very much on that. Yeah. So those are reflections, not really many corrections. Oh, so that's good. <laughs> some quick shout outs. Uh, 50 Years of Music Pod got a hold of me and they agree. Andy McDowell sucks. <laughs> I, was like, I was like yeah she does i think the question was i think brought up last week and went you know she said the, the groundhog day is a glaring error as does four weddings in a funeral one is that any mcdowell they went yep uh, <laughs> uh it goes down in the p.m uh first of all, just so much positivity from it goes down in the p.m always sort of recommending us always chipping in uh wanted to sort of talk she does like a little uh part of the week contest cool and said you guys should should, should nominate yourselves and went, that's not really the kind of thing that i think you'd nominate yourself for that feels a bit weird to go yeah. i nominate me yeah you know it's cool if you're katniss everdeen saying you volunteer as tribute but in this situation not so much <laughs> 
much. Uh, but also on that note, to effing nerds, to all things unexplained, to Andrew Shevsky, How to Love Lit, my so-called pop culture life podcast, and Dan Michels, who all say congratulations on 10,000 and that we deserve it and all those sorts of wonderful platitudes. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, and uh, Dan Michels thinks I sound like Brian from Family Guy, Seth McFarlane. You do sometimes. He sent me a picture and says, this is what I see in my head. And it's Brian behind like a radio desk. <laughs> you do do a good impression of that. Right? Oh, dude, Dingo and the baby. Effing <laughs> uh, nerds who called us uh, one of the best at what we do. Oh. So I'm officially Chris Jericho now. Because that's what he says about himself. He's one of the, he's the best in the world at what he does. Um, Paul and Griff, an original bestie. Yeah. That's what I'm calling it. Old school, but original bestie. Um, agrees that Jurassic Park is the best logo. Um, it's a good logo. Yeah. And uh, they did an episode on Almost Famous, and I enjoyed it very much. So people should give that a, a listen. Uh, even the Score podcast, who just do film scores. What a great podcast. Yeah. I gave it a listen. I love me a film score. We do. So hearing some analysis. One day we'll have to do a roundtable on film scores. Yeah, That'll have to happen. Yep. Uh, game for a movie chipped in that all about Steve is the worst rom-com ever and how do you have two Oscar winners in Bradley Cooper and Sandra Bullock in that film <laughs> I told it, if you've not seen it it's almost worth seeing just I to haven't. go how bad like how did this happen there is no justification on any level that this film gets made uh, they took the money yeah yeah <laughs> uh, some nice comments back and forth with some musical podcast. Dwayne Smith, who said he loves the film Founder. We love the film Founder. That yeah, was a great movie. movie. Uh, Jock Doc podcast, who are just always really positive. We were, doing some, we were exchanging some messages back and forth. And then a new listener, uh, Grand Velatino, who said, thank you guys for reaching out. I enjoyed my walk to work listening. And I got a pretty good combo of long hair and Samsung earbuds, so I may or may not be listening at work. After all, it is slow today. <laughs> and then Ben from cool. Film Busters, finally, who said, loving your style already. I'm going to listen to you guys dissect the crow consider me sold hey thanks guys yeah thank you very much it's nice to get positive messages from people so and is. if you want to make a smile even more drop us a line on twitter at at best film ever pod or do the same on the instagram and speaking of instagram i think we got a message from there as well ellie do you have that one we did yeah we got a message from zav over in australia zav or zave um, i don't know if it's right for xavier it could, sure be. could be zav could be zave but from all the way from australia yeah, good yep. Love that. One of Ethan's kin, no doubt. Ethan is going to absolutely murder you yeah. on Twitter. I feel like if, 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 if you're new to the pod, Ethan, who joins us occasionally, is from New Zealand, not from Australia. <laughs> yeah, that, there is the joke. <laughs> We're just saying this joke. We are. Um, anyway, so he said that um, he has found our podcast really helpful for helping him to get to sleep um, over the lockdown. <laughs> I think um, that's your <laughs> voice, Liam. I don't think it's mine. You must be. Right, it must be you have those tones. I, I don't do. think they're mine. I send people off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a positive. I'm sure it's a positive. <laughs> but it, was a, it was a really lovely message, and it's it's really nice to to hear that we've we've helped him. So, so Aww, thanks, yeah. thanks, Zav. Yeah, Zav or, or Xave. Thank you so much. It's very kind of you to write in and let us know thank that. And so it makes much. our day. I mean, when, 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 when Ellie shared that, it was like, hey, because I don't share because, geez, it would t- I'd just be doing nothing but forwarding information. And we don't, <laughs> we don't see a lot of traffic on our Instagram, at least not a lot of it. Not a lot of we get likes and things like that, but not a lot of messages. So it was nice to see that come through that channel. So by all means, get a hold of us on the Facebook, the Twitter or the Instagram, all at Best Film <laughs> Ever Pod. Yeah. So, yeah cool and or you can leave us a five-star review which we love to get as well oh yeah always a fan of the five-star i'm not gonna turn that down are we never <laughs> if pop the screen do you want to accept this message it's yes, yes. <laughs> so introduction 10 things i hate about you Ooh. we've all seen it before yeah yep i thought i had oh, Turns really? out i had not seen it all the way through oh does that mean you hadn't seen the ending 
what all three minutes of it (laughs) (laughs) it's very cleaned up very quickly it's very cleaned (laughs) i mean particularly the poem okay no i think i'd seen bits of the poem and i'd definitely seen the um the scene on the football pitch um Mm. But I, I just haven't you, seen it all the way through. Baby. Yeah. Um, okay. And I have feelings. Ooh. Oh, feelings. Okay. I think like my emotions, but I have feelings <laughs> something different. Okay. I thought you might have feelings, Georgia. Okay. So here we, I mean, generally my view, I mean, I think you're on the same boat as this. This is wrapped in a healthy dose of late nineties nostalgia for me. Absolutely. And it's a film that's on the brink of being t- like 2000s culture is starting. Yeah. When we like talked it. about WandaVision episode six, like when they parodied Malcolm in the middle for the opening, I went, okay, calling this nineties is a bit of a stretch. And I'm going to argue there's elements of this that are very 2000s, actually. But there's other elements that are really two, really 90s. So it's a, it's a healthy dose of, of late high school nostalgia for me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, and Ellie, your experience with this, I mean, you're kind of in this middle packet. So yeah, your experience um, with it? Yeah. So obviously, I wouldn't have seen it when it first came out because I was quite young. But um, I have got this on DVD and, you know, have owned the DVD for a very long time. So this is one of the rom-coms that I, well, if you want to call it a rom-com, rom-com, teen drama, whatever it is, that I have watched quite a few times over my teenage years. And again today, it's been quite a while since I last saw it, though. Yeah, it's been a while for me. It's probably been like a good 10 years since I saw it. Um. It, it, it won our rom-com vote. That's why we're doing it, it today. Did, no yeah. one brought this to I mean, Ellie brought the nomination to a table, but the people... The people the brought people. this <laughs> brought this to the table fully and said, "This is what we." I'm still a little bit a little bit sour about four weddings and a funeral, but uh, oh no, I love this movie. We'll get there at some point, I'm sure. Yeah. So, um, the film uh, directed by Gil Unger, who did sitcoms before this, did Blossom. Oh, Blossom! Yeah, do you know Blossom? Yeah, Joey. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's him, wasn't it? Yeah, what? This one wasn't whoa, whoa, whoa. It was whoa. whoa yeah. yeah, it was just one whoa. <laughs> That's right. That's very good. And she's the girl who would later grow up to be Amy Farrah Fowler on Big Bang Theory. Which I haven't seen. Oh, no? Ellie's uh, seen Big Bang Theory, so, so I know that part. Amy, you have seen... Not Amy. Ellie, you have seen Big Bang Theory, and you know who Amy Farrah Fowler is, yes? Yep. Okay. So uh, she would later grow up. So she was this really awkward. I was like, I hate this show. But he did that. Uh, and he also did the, the Ellen show, not the Ellen DeGeneres like oh, talk okay. show. Okay. She had a sitcom called Ellen. Oh, okay. And it was dreadful. <laughs> it sounds dreadful. I remember when George and I did the Friends thing. One of the reviews of the, of the pilot of Friends was, "It's funny, but it's not Ellen funny." I'm like, what? I'm like, you're, you're, I hope that critic that's like framed <laughs> on their wall. I said this once. <laughs> that was funny. So um, that's I mean the the cinematography by Mark Irwin, who we have done one of his films before. Have we? We have. Mark Irwin, the cinematographer, also did Scream. Oh, uh, yeah. Talk about someone who kind of had their, their, their spot in the, in, in the late 90s. Yeah. And then music by Richard Gibbs. But, Ellie, I think you've got some more context for us. I certainly have, yeah. So, um, it was uh, obviously based on The Taming of the Shrew by Shakespeare. Shut up. No. Um, so. <laughs> was there reference to Shakespeare? Didn't see any. They, they, were, in an, they were in an English class. <laughs> <laughs> There are a few similarities and well, I mean, like the, the plot is sort of loosely centered around it and a lot of the names are similar. So you've got um, Petruchio is like Patrick and Katerina and Bianca have got the same names. Um, and also Padua High School is um, linked as well. Padua is the area that they, they, they were from. In, oh, okay. in, in, in the, yeah. In the, yeah. 
Um, and then you've got some other Shakespearean references in there. So you've got yep. the Stratford sisters. That's Bianca and um, Katerina's surname. Obviously, Stratford, of course. Shakespeare was, was born in Stratford-upon-Avon. So yep. that's your link there. And um, Patrick's surname is Verona, Verona as well, yeah. um, which is where um, Petruchio is from in The Taming of the Shrew, but also really frequently um, the setting for a lot of Shakespeare's plays as well. So. Two gentlemen in Verona. That's what it says in the tin. Yeah, and of course, some some little independent one he did called Romeo and Juliet. I've never mm-hmm. heard of it. No, <sighs> named after characters. Yeah. You don't really know what happens. Yeah, yeah. no idea. I guess a love story. Oh, um, so the screenplay was written by Karen McCullough and Kirsten Smith, and they went on to write um, quite a lot of films together, including Legally Blonde, but also She's the Man, which is another film oh, which geez. Ian loves, which is based on um, Twelfth Night. I will by argue because well. I love Twelfth Night. I love Twelfth you Night, do, and I do. hate She's the Man. This is like bizarro version of that. Like this one, I thought they got the balance right. Oh yeah, for everything that I've, I've had some issues with the film, but um, but overall, yeah, just generally, generally it's a thumbs up. Um, but then we get the she's the man that does everything like wrong, like everything wrong, and actually a lot of that might be down to one or two acting jobs in this film, who I think carry the ball. But ball, she's the man. <laughs> that was blow the belt. Well, you know, got it, got it off on the right foot. <laughs> Well, speaking of acting jobs in this film, um, the film was nominated for 17 Choice Awards and um, a few of those were for um, Julia Stiles as, um, as Katerina for sort of Best Newcomer and yeah. things like that. I mean, Teen um, Choice and People's Choice. That, yeah. I mean, Adam I Sandler's mean, it, got himself a wardrobe full of People's <laughs> Choice Awards. That means he's good. It wasn't nominated for any Oscars, <laughs> no, okay? I don't, I don't think but, it would be. No, no, no. <laughs> it had some nominations for something. Okay. Um, so the budget for the film, um, a little bit of um, debate on this online. So um, based on the source we normally use, it was thirty million the right. budget. But yeah. other sources say that it was half of that. So wow. oh, okay. take what you will. That's We're not big, entirely sure that's on that a one. Big <laughs> that is room for error. Yeah, and it cost yeah, this much or twice. It's like how much did you pay for that house? I forget if it was one hundred fifty or three hundred thousand pounds. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big margin for error. It is a big margin. <laughs> But we'll we'll say thirty million anyway because that's that's the same source that I've got the um, the gross profit from okay. the taking. So, do we want to have a guess at how much the film made? Oh, right now before we Worldwide? okay, um, one hundred and twenty million. Georgia, um, two hundred. I think this was a hit, but nowhere near what you're thinking. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go eighty million. Okay. It was even less than that. It was 53 and a half. Yeah. Wow. So depending yeah. on which figure you take, either a solid success or, yeah. or a minor success. Yeah. Yeah. But either way, a success. It is. Like, yeah, I mean, if it's 30, I mean, 53. Back then, it would be like double-ish, you know, because it doesn't take into consideration marketing. No, it doesn't. So you can't just say 30 and 53. 53 is more than 30. You got to consider it's almost got to do that again. So it's either kind of break even or it's or it's an all right success well it's gone on to have a cult status well, i'm sure it's made its money back on dvds yeah exactly. i think that's yeah, not all right this is one of those fi- i mean it won the poll was just one of those iconic films of, of of the 90s it is it really is this in- includes yeah i like this better than clueless oh that's okay let's go back to that at the end shall we Ooh, let's save that because i like that one i'm gonna write it down in my notes but yeah um so ellie as you were um so just a couple more things before we get started and then i've got some things to throw in the mix as well but um the whole film was shot using real locations so they didn't use any um set 
de- design thingies. You mean that that those that those they didn't use any sets. <laughs> you mean th- those like paintballs weren't CGI? They were thrown at each other. <laughs> was it San Seattle? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like just painted backdrops uh, of, of Seattle was. behind them. Yeah, oh, well, you, there could, we you could see some yeah. of it was, but not all of it. Oh, okay. Um, and then um, also that ten years later, there was a TV series made of the same title. I know this. Um, really? Yeah, I I think I so saw it was this. Done by Yes, it was done by the same director. And? Um, and Larry Miller, who played yeah. the dad, yeah. um, was the only cast member to reprise his role for the uh, for the TV series. Everybody else had... Can you imagine how much he aged in on. 10 years? Yeah. But it, we, he's perfect for that role. That's his tone of voice, isn't yeah. it? It's got uh, that Dan Aykroyd And the other thing they got in common with Clueless, because Clueless did the same thing. Clueless had a TV series. Oh, okay. Um, Stacey Dash for sure was on it. I think everybody except for Paul Rudd and Alicia, Alicia Silverstone, because they didn't wait 10 years. They waited like 18 months or something like that. Oh, and okay. they got a series right off the ground right away. But, you know, people who were too famous weren't coming back for that. But, yeah, something else in common. Wow. Is that it for now, or did you say you have a little bit more? That's it for now, yep. And then okay. I've got some more bits to throw in as we go go through. So I hope I don't step on something you've got here, but I do have a small fact here. It said, uh, at the start, uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, as you said, they got uh, by Kristen Smith and Karen McCullen, who got their idea for the film after seeing the success of Clueless a few years prior. I was going to say, there's a few things here that are very Clueless-esque. Yes. Very yes. Clueless-esque. Yeah, 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 if you yeah. think about it, because we reviewed Clueless, I think, somewhere yeah. around episode 30. Yeah, yeah. And there's some things that are definitely in common here. Uh, they said, we wanted to write a teen movie, and when Clueless came out, we thought Amy Heckerling was a genius for contemporizing a classic. So we decided to do that as well. <laughs> and that's what happens. If, you get, if, if someone makes a successful uh, disaster movie like in the 90s, everybody makes a disaster movie. They do. Marvel makes a shared universe. Everybody makes a shared universe. They go, here's what fa- found footage horror films. You know, it's the same idea. So yeah. it's a copycat business. And I, we'll talk about it at the end. We'll see. Uh, is, this, okay. is this a copycat or is there something better in this? We'll see. And... Um, yeah, I mean, they went on to write more things that Elliot's already said. So, title and touchstone screen. We know touchstone is a TV or sorry, film main live action branch of Disney at this time. And this is so super 90s. We get scratchy credits. Yeah. Seattle skyline. I, I loved it. And as you'll hear in episode 54, where we have BNL by and large, this episode we have BNL, the bare naked ladies. We do. Singing One Week, which was a hit for, Huge I think it might have been number one for one week in the United States. Oh, really? It did go to number one. I, I don't know how long it was. I think it was about a week. I remember hearing this everywhere. And the, I used this clip. I used this exact clip to teach my students the difference between diegetic and non-diegetic sound. Oh, okay. Because diegetic sound is sound that exists in the universe yeah. of the characters. Yeah. Non-diegetic doesn't exist. And nine times out of ten, the music we hear on films is non-diegetic. It's yeah. for us, not for them. But as we see it over the... And then we bop down to the car. We see the girls bopping along in rhythm to, to, to the song. And then it pans over to Cat, and the music fades out, and we get Joan Jett, Bad Reputation, instead. Brilliant. I don't give a damn about my rabbit. <laughs> and her car versus their... They're basically in, like, the clueless Jeep kind of thing, they basically. Are, yeah. They're like a bunch of shares, and we pan over and go, not shares movie this time. Different kind of movie. Yeah. And we have... Uh, cat who's in this kind of what is it is it, is it like a muscle car well beaten up ro- old muscle i think car. it's like, like like a 70s kind of not, hard edge to it yeah not too muscly but like the 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 dream car here would be a jeep or a new volkswagen beetle <laughs> or something like that right so this is not a cute car anyway it's very boxy for her wasn't it 
Absolutely. And so we meet Catherine Stratford, played by Julia Stiles, who I have some casting notes here. I don't want to step on your toes if you had any casting notes that I don't. Um, I do, yeah. So uh, one of the people who was kind of auditioning and stuff to play um, Katharina was Kate Hudson. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, who we recently Episode 50, famous. I want to say, was oh. almost famous. Yeah. I, I would have so, loved yeah. to have seen her um, in this. But so... Uh, Kate Hudson is Goldie Hawn's daughter, yeah. and Goldie Hawn uh, wasn't happy with the script for Ten Things I Hate About You, so um, declined to let Kate take the role. So Actually, how old to... would Kate Hudson have been back then? I don't know. This is three. I forget how old she was in, in Almost Famous, but this is about three years before that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she would have been very young. She'd been all right, yeah. yeah. Um, you got to think she'd, she'd be playing Cat. Yeah. You got to think she'd be playing Cat. Of course. Yeah, it was, it was of course. Cat. It wouldn't be Bianca. No, 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 no. no, no. So, oh, yeah. um, been great, she though. would have been 20 when this came out okay oh okay yeah so we had that and so um um and that they, they they loved hudson's audition like the role was hers if she wanted it and they went no <sighs> I would have so uh, in a 2019 interview with entertainment weekly style said she was desperate to play this role though and she said it was refreshing to see a teenage girl who was so feisty uh, and she appreciated the cynicism with the humor that you don't often find in teen romantic comedies. So Styles is going to use that word, even if I wouldn't. <laughs> Later, she seems to have soured a bit and saying, I was grateful to be in the film. It was my first big break and a fun part, and I have so many good memories from film, but I don't really like to watch it back. Imagine a home Aww. video of yourself at 17 years old, broadcast for all <laughs> the world to see. You might feel slightly uncomfortable, too. I was such a baby. And then in 2019, she said, I usually just look away when people watch it. I'm glad people enjoyed it. I'm glad they're still taking it, talking about it, but I don't take that for granted, but I look away pretty quickly. And we get introduced to a school, and it's a real school. It's not a set, as Ellie referred to. Mm-hmm. Built in the late 1800s, the real-life structure for the film's Padua High School was originally supposed to be a luxury hotel financed by the North Pacific Railroad Company and Tacoma Land Company. But after the railroad crash of 1893 and a fire a few years later, they had to abandon work on the project. After sitting empty for years, it opened as Tacoma High School. So that was supposed to be a luxury hotel. It got repurposed as a high school. And then it shows up as like one of those, like, there's no way that's a real high school. It's a real high school. That is incredible. Yeah. Uh, it was later renamed to honor its famed uh, stadium, which is heavily featured in the film. Yes. And Stadium High School, as it's now called, operates today. It even held a screen of the 10 Things I Hate About You in celebration of the film's 20th anniversary in 2019. That's cool. And this is where we meet Allison Janney, who plays Ms. Perky. She sounds the world's familiar to me. worst guidance counselor. Absolutely. Uh, she is in the West Wing. Okay. So uh, that's one for Debbie. Debbie loves the West Wing. She plays CJ on that. She plays the stepmom in Juno. I've not seen it. Oh, really? Have you seen Itanya? No. Oh, she's great in Itanya. She's really good in that. Oh, she's in Lost. She's eh, all right in Lost. It's not her fault. The writing was terrible. She's done some voiceovers or voice acting. She's done some voice. I don't know what. The voice I, mean, I recognized. I didn't recognize her. Oh, she's only from this. She's great. She, she, oh, she this is like her breakout is oh, this okay. and then she's the west wing these are the big things for her she's good and she's writing 50 shades of pink <laughs> she is because she's on like she's like four lines into this into this novel and there's there's already sex happening in this absolutely and she's looking for synonyms for penises <laughs> penis penises right. penises the plural of penises penises i think yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, even so she's got like the, her secretary like looking up like certain words, yeah. <laughs> look, looking up uh, synonyms. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so then we meet, I mean, there's a lot. I, I was like, I had so many introductions in the first three minutes. I'm like, what is going on here? Because we meet Joseph Gordon Levitt. We do. Baby, baby Batman himself. Hey, Robin hey, yeah. going to George's little Batman stint today. <laughs> he played Robin in The Dark Knight Rises. Did you recognize this? Of course I didn't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he reflected on his acting career and said, uh, when he was attempting to say about you, he was not sold at first at doing a teenage romantic comedy, but his agent encouraged him to do something different with his career. He said he's glad he took the role, not just because of the success of the film, but also the experience on set. And when he tried out, he tried out for both his part and the best friend part. Oh, did he? And he wished he'd gotten the best friend part. Yeah, he felt there was more. There's because I think he's probably played at that point. He's, I think he played the cute guy, the lovable guy, the underdog guy, and I think he kind of liked the idea of being the nerdy best friend. Yeah, he was on an episode of he's in that seventy show. Is that one with Ashton Kutcher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He had a, he had a role as a guy called Buddy, and Buddy kisses Ashton Kutcher, and is like the, is like a gay character who's around for like one episode, and then Fox got him the hell out of there. Wow. He was supposed to be a recurring character, but I don't think the, the I don't think it was, the response to that was great. But I was like, "Wow, wow. look at Joseph Gordon-Levitt doing something kind of new yeah. here." And then, yeah, so and you know, he w- didn't go on to do anything famous after that. It's not like he was in Dark Knight Rises and no. in- Inception and all these films <laughs> since. He's done all right, hasn't he? He's done very well for himself. So, um, and he gives us we got some lazy exposition we do as he's walking around and this is where michael introduces us when well, a second to everybody because we also meet at this point oh because sorry we he just gives us lazy exposition miss purdy gives us lazy exposition or perky perky miss perky yeah. gives us the exposition oh 10 schools in nine years are you an army brat i guess you could say that <laughs> let's establish characters really quickly yeah i was just teaching my students about dialogue this week and how to write re- refreshing dialogue it's not dreadful but it's not good <laughs> which is pretty much how i classify but the script in this film in general yeah. uh, meet patrick verona he comes in here and do you have any comments about director Gil Junger and his feelings about uh, about Heath Ledger, Ellie? Um, I read something about how he thought he was a very, very sexy man. Yeah, I've got um, the quote. <laughs> <laughs> so the thought I was, didn't write it down, so go he ahead. He needed to be masculine without trying to be masculine. He needed to be smart. He needed to be removed. He needed to be unbelievably uh, charming, Junger said. It's a complicated role. After seeing his audition, Junger knew that he had the actor was special and he was sure he was going to be a movie star fair play so far sounds pretty good according to 2019 new york times feature ledger thought he bombed his audition for verona but the production team was dazzled by his star power after the audition junger recalled saying to the women on the production team ladies this is a direct quote ladies i have never wanted to sleep with a man but if i had to sleep with a man that would be the man please cast him immediately at this time, I have not cheated yet on this. I know that the director is 44. Whoa. And he's in power. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. I'm sure people get cast because they look sexy. I understand that. Just the, the explicit sort of yeah. wording of that is just a little. More so in today's eyes. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I think it was good back the then, but it would have slid more along you know okay and being forgotten same question honestly same question if he'd gone julia styles walks in and goes i want to sleep with that girl so badly okay, hire yeah, her yeah. now yeah. okay there we go <laughs> and the penny drops <laughs> uh, or the girl who played bianca even you know yeah, I, yeah, I have yeah. no idea how old the actors are no. i know i don't think so anyway yeah so there we go ledger comes across as older than both of them well 
a lot. I, I, you have a, qu- a comment about something in a, in a minute, but oh, yeah. Okay. Um, so um, then we're, he's there because we're told he exposes himself to a lunch lady. Like that's a normal everyday And he appearance. goes, it's a joke? <laughs> he said it was a bratwurst. He goes, it was a joke about a bratwurst? She goes, a bratwurst? Aren't we quite the optimist? And she just goes, next time do something else. But I'm like, so are we... St- did he expose himself? And if so, like she's really no. bad at her job. Everyone's just like shushed out the door. Because <laughs> she's got her novel to get back to. Yeah. yeah. And then we meet the clicks. And this feels very mean. Mean Girls did it better with all the swoops. But, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. technology is what technology is. It felt very Mean Girls. We meet I the groups. This was first. Oh, this it? was first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We meet the... I, I did appreciate that one of the clicks were just really into their coffee. Yeah. Because <laughs> it is Seattle. That sort of lines up. Because Seattle's the home of Starbucks. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So, Seattle. Uh, so, we have the, the them. We have the MBAs. Who kept showing up a couple times. We have the athletes. We have the stoners. You always got stoners in there. We have the radio group. Yeah. Uh, we find out that Michael's just been kicked out of the MBAs <laughs> and he wants to get some revenge. In a, in a plot line, it doesn't really go anywhere. Not really, does it? Not past the party. No. And then we meet Bianca Stratford, who I've got nothing about her in my notes. Ellie, do you have anything about her? I've got that she's a complete douchebag. Well, yeah, she is. Uh, um, I don't well, have any context. The, the actress's angle. name is sounded Eastern European. I just didn't write it down. Um, okay. sorry you got the camera I like how they did the cameras where they went round and they're showing the whole school the whole mm-hmm. clicks around them yeah because I think at this point we've got Michael and Cameron just standing in the middle yeah. and the camera pans sort of around their conversation which shows you everything that's going on oh, I thought it was clever cinematography is good yeah 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 because yeah. normally I wouldn't like stuff like that because I'd feel sick no I kept but that <laughs> but, I, I don't think I was looking for it cause the, but, it, but the guy had shown up before and I was just going man the guy's good yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so the actress's name is Larissa Olenek. That's it. And so uh, we get, she wants to date. And I think, is it she? Maybe it's maybe it's Cameron who goes, I burn, I pine, I perish. This felt it very is, Shakespearean, yes. of course. Of course. That is, a, I think it's a quote from Taming of the Shrew. I, I think, I thought it was. And so she's trying to explain to her friend, ironically named Chastity, that, uh, <laughs> that uh, she's never seen like and love. I like my sketchers, but I love my Prada backpack. She goes, but I love my I Skechers. Her. That's because you don't have a Prada backpack. <laughs> and I'm like, this is supposed to be the girl I'm rooting for in this I know, film? Yeah, it doesn't, yeah. Oh, and which I also felt like dad's got money. I don't think he had Prada backpack money. Like, she's not like Joey. Joey shows He's up in a sports car. Money. He's got all the yeah. Like, she doesn't strike me as a girl who would have a Prada backpack. No. Just a thought. Um, and we find well, out. While we're on the subject yep. of the money that the dad has. Um, I did find that the the house that they uh, that they live in beautiful house beautiful house yeah an actual house because it's not a, not a set okay um, that is currently worth one point two six million I think it is yep. right I'm buying it yeah. I mean he's a doc- he's a doctor <laughs> in the United States they do okay yeah. they do okay um, and so that's cheap compared to San Francisco yep. And we find out, and he's got a view of the water. Oh, oh that's great. And, and the Deccan. Yep. Oh, I loved it. The Stratford sisters aren't allowed to date. And then we meet the teacher, Mr. Morgan, played by Daryl Chill Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Daryl Chill Mitchell, who oh, had a, a run on a, on a great sitcom called The John Larroquette Show. And he is great. And I wish he had more. Brilliant. In whatever. Um, we find out that in his class that Hemingway was an abusive alcoholic. And he goes, eh. And then um, enter Patrick Verona, played, of course, by Heath Ledger. Ledger yeah. 
and he decides he's going to audition for the role of Thomas Jefferson in Hamilton because he walks in and goes, what did I miss? <laughs> so and then pretty much instantly leaves again. That's pretty much my one Hamilton reference per per, per episode, episode at this point. Yeah. It used to be Game of Thrones. Now it's much more Hamilton stuff. <laughs> Maybe we should watch Hamilton. And then at which point that I mean, there's some really bad dated stuff here of what would pass for humor because Joey, the model, decides to raise his hand here and go. Maybe if Kat's going to be so upset, she can just take a mite all before she comes to class. I'm like, oh, that's not good. No. Period shaming. Not that she's actually on one, but just the yeah, idea of yeah, that would yeah, be an yeah, insult. Yeah. I'm like, ooh. And then Mr. Morgan, and she goes on this nice thing about, we should read more Sylvia Plath, and we should do this, and all we do is read about dead guys. And he goes, yeah, let me, and he calls her, he calls her privileged. Mm-hmm. Listen here, Miss Upper Middle Class. He goes, you notice there's no black authors we're doing in this course? <laughs> And then he just kicks her out of the class for fun. Yeah, <laughs> you feel oppressed. Yeah, because she makes me bomb a PTA meeting. Da, 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 da. Get out of here. What I had to get out of here. And then Joey's like, but seriously, you shut up too. <laughs> and then you've got like the white raster guys who start oh, trying to side word. with the teacher. And he's like, don't even let me get started on YouTube. Because they get up in their best sort of reggae accent. They go, yeah, man. And he's yeah. like, don't even. Don't, don't, don't. I always tell the kids, I don't need your help. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the fact he doesn't go there. No, well, he got you. And they're so enthusiastic and they're dressed in that. It was a great visual joke and a great, it was the perfect moment for that little joke to get you one more laugh. Yeah. yeah. I thought the scenes in the classroom in general were all really strong. Yeah. I really like classroom stuff. I love stuff. this teacher. He's so he's great. good and it's such a he's shame great. that he's not in it more. And so back to the office and we get more exposition from Perky. Um, we find out that she kicked some guy in the groin. She goes, I still stand that he kicked himself in the balls. Which is a funny enough line. And she goes, you know, there's people who would call you. And she goes, contemptuous? And Perky goes, no, a heinous bitch. <laughs> and that's on you. It was this kind of thing about if everyone else thinks you're, 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 you're mean. Feels like a, a down statement after what she said. But still, mm-hmm. then that's kind of on you to change that. And I'm kind of like, ah. like, it's a weird thing. Like, the two sisters are on polar ends of the scale, which is very taming of the shrew. Yeah. But I'm like, there's a middle ground. There is a middle ground. Yeah, of course. And then meet Gaston. I mean, Joey. <laughs> Gaston is. But he is sort of leaning there at the start and goes, hey. she is the best and don't I deserve the best. <laughs> and he had like a little sidekick for like five seconds of this film and then he was gone because they try to make a bet. Yeah. How much do you want to bet you get her? And he's like, no, nah, I'll do this one for, this one's for fun. And I'm like, okay, at least I didn't do the bet thing because the bet thing had been done to death. Yeah, it's so been done to death, to, to, to death, to death, to death. So, uh, and then five hundred days of summer falls in love with Bianca at first sight. Because <laughs> sorry, 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 he was in Cameron was in five hundred days of summer. He is the lead actor in that. Oh, okay. Have you seen five hundred days of summer? I have. Okay, oh, so, I've not. Same guy. <laughs> okay. That's um, all right. At this point in the film, I was going, what the fuck am I watching? Oh, really? <laughs> um, Despise the first half of this film. Okay. Michael thinks she's stuck up. And Michael's 100% right. He calls Bianca out. He's like, yep, she's stuck up. She's this, she's that. Yeah. He goes, at which point Cameron's like, no, there's more to her than that. I'm like, you've never you've spoken not, to no, her. How do you know? I'm like, you're, he goes, no, you're wrong about her. Now I can't even root for Cameron. I'm left without. I'm like, who's left? Love is blind. Who's Mr. Morgan is the only character I care about right now. 
Um, and so, um, but we find out, because I don't know how Michael knows this, because no senior knows that some sophomore is looking for a French tutor. No. But Michael needs us to know this, so they let him say it. So, and then we meet Gabrielle Union, who played uh, Chastity. Oh, yeah. She's her best friend who loves her sketchers. She does. Uh, during the 2016 interview, she spoke about her favorite memory, working with Heath Ledger. She said she met him when he was just, I've just disqualified myself from the age game because I've read a little uh. note. That's okay. Um, but um, she said that he's got like a dad drink in his hand. Whenever he said he was a man. Everybody else were like boys and go- he was a man. Yeah. And uh, she said the whole cast was just a dream, and they would hang out and eat dinner together while they were filming. And this is where Joey pulls up, and he gives Bianca a ride, and Kat does not like this. And then um, Michael takes his bike and drives down the gorge and gives us our first look at the stadium. <laughs> I would have thought that had been a bit more um, trimmed along the, I the embankment of it. Do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah. Sort of looked after a bit better. I don't know if I'd want to be operating a lawnmower at 45 degrees. <laughs> um, I'll say this. Overall, despite being a bit of a giant dork, everybody sort of like clapped when he got up and seemed to be generally think he was all right. Yeah, yeah, as long as he was all right. Not sure know. I felt that realistic. No. 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 And he's, of course, he's that over-the-top, really nerdy. I thought the guy who played him did a fine job. I've seen him in other yeah. things over the years. I thought he did a fine job. When you watch that scene, it's very tongue-in-cheek as he's going down, isn't it? It's not like, oh, my God, life-threatening. Yeah. He would later go on to star in a show called Numbers, where he was, like, some sort of genius, and they would, like, use math to, like, solve crime. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like Space Teens, but for, like, adults. Cool. There's a How Much Mother reference for anybody out there. Um, <laughs> then we go to Cat's house, and we meet Dad. Did anybody recognize Dad from something? Because this is his second appearance on the podcast. I do recognize oh, him from it? somewhere. I recognize him, but I didn't look up what else he was in. What if I sang, wild women oh. do what they don't. When he goes, we need some more sucking up. Well, sir, I happen to know yes. that when you came in here, you were a man not to be reckoned with. That's him. Of course. Yeah, about 10 years before, of course. But yeah, that's him. Discount Dan Aykroyd. Discount Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah, we, we did say he seemed very Dan Aykroyd-esque. He in did, his. This is kind of old Dan Aykroyd. I mean, I mean, just to prove it, I mean, Dan Aykroyd plays the dad in the terrible Britney Spears film Crossroads. I quite like that. Or it's a similar idea. It's just an overprotective father. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was a terrible film. Oh, Liam. I liked it. Was it was a terrible film. Maybe if I watch it again now. And she's reading, by she, I mean, Kat's reading Sylvia Plath, and he goes, make anybody cry today? She goes, sadly, no, but it's only 4.30. <laughs> and we find out she's supposed to be lined up to go to Sarah Lawrence. He doesn't want her to go, because that's all the way across the country. Um, and he says, like, and this is where he gets his idea. He's a dad with two daughters. He doesn't want them to date, because he's terrified they'll get pregnant, because he's an OBGYN. Yeah. So he's delivering babies all day long. And he goes, I had a girl of 15 delivering twins. You know what she said today? And they went, what, you're a crackhead and I should have made him wear a condom? We well, said, well, yeah, but, but more important than that, I should have listened to my father. And they went, he never said, wow, she was thinking it. <laughs> she would have said it if she wasn't high or something. Yes. And so th- there's a rule in place. No dating till you graduate. And then out of nowhere, dad goes, I've got a new rule. Bianca can't date until Kat can date. And I'm like, this because has actually made your life more difficult, not easier, because the it's a pretty straight and forward movie otherwise. Well, yeah, but as movie's got a movie, hasn't it? So oh, it's, 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 so why introduce this rule? Because I think why he not thinks, s- I think he thinks that's so absurd and out there. But why not just start with this rule in place? 
They got this really crazy rule that the young one can't date unless the old one dates. That's fine. But aren't they following Taming of the Shrew? There's no... No! No? No, I've not never, to this degree. Well, I don't know. I've no! Never, I've never read Taming of the Shrew. I'm the only, am I the only one who's read Taming of the Shrew? Yeah, okay, I've not I, read it. I, I well, wouldn't funny. Me and Shakespeare. <laughs> I know, but no, so not, not every... Uh, it also didn't take place in a high school, Liam, and well, with, no, like, jeeps and, like, this. all girl I bands. Know, I know, <laughs> I'm just saying, isn't there certain aspects of it? No, not really. The storyline they're sticking to because of the two sisters. I don't think... It's been a while. I don't think so. Because that just seems a bit, and that just seems a bit out there. It just seems weird to have this rule about no dating until graduation, and then it probably be she. No one can get married until Cat gets married. That's probably more the the way it goes. Then that seems weird. It's no, it's just Shakespeare though. That would be the way it would be. That's what I'm saying. If that was the if that was part of it, then that's part of the story in this one, isn't it? Right. So the idea about no dating until graduation makes no sense, and it, it seems like a stupid rule to have in the first place. If we had opened the film up and they went, that's Bianca, and she can't date unless her sister dates, we lose nothing from the story. Well, no. And rather than have this illogical thing about going, why would you change the rule? It makes no sense because you're winning with the rule you already have. True. They don't petition him, please, daddy, and he relents. No, he thinks it's a great idea. I like this. This is a great idea. I'm like, no, no. You went from having all the control to like very, they have a say now, and they didn't have one before. Plot hole number one. I'm more of a number one, my friend. <laughs> um, and so, um, how do we feel about this control in 2020? About his like, you absolutely may not date, and no, and I will control. This is my. Is is, is this is this good parenting? Is this no. overkill? This is fucking shit parenting okay. because you know what this sort of parenting does? It makes them do it dangerously behind your back instead. Okay. Yeah. Ellie, I just had a quick um, search on the the Shakespeare version and it is indeed that Bianca, Bianca has lots of suitors and can't marry until Katerina is wed now that would make sense because the same thing lines up with Pride and Prejudice this was a thing that the younger sisters couldn't come out until the oldest mm-hmm. sister had been married off well that's it then that's part of what the story and then, is yes uh, and then the suitors work together my, to find Katerina a husband my issue is not with the rule that says Kat's got a date for Bianca to date my issue is why do you have a stupid rule at the start saying no dating till you graduate because they wanted to introduce that into the story, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, but you could have done it. That's my argument. You could do it so yeah. many better ways. <laughs> yeah, 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 give yeah, the dads yeah, something. Yeah. Yes. This is so much closer to 10 Things I Hate About You than I realized. The, the yeah, don't expect the same in... fidelity between She's the Man and Twelfth Night when you go back and look at that. <laughs> the main suitor in, um, in Taming of the Shrew um, disguises himself as a Latin tutor in order to win oh, the that's, that's true, yeah. It's really close. There we go. No. <laughs> At least had her love of Shakespeare rekindled. <laughs> Tim and good. I really enjoyed it. It never waned. Oh, well, okay, there I we go. It never ignited with me. Oh, I love Tim and the Shrew. I thought it was. Really, I saw it live. I think you should see Shakespeare live. That's my thing, though. Okay. Um. So, um. Then we go to a tutor session, and Cameron is speed learning French. <laughs> this is better than Duolingo, it seems. I I, I call bullshit on that. And he, yeah, I mean, and then he, he's not even reading it. He's just turning pages. He's just like running his finger down. And I'm like, <laughs> unless you're a genius, it's not going to go well. Um, and then he quickly goes, hey, how about we, uh, how about we practice with like French food and French, <laughs> hey, like props to him for trying, but what teenagers inviting another, uh, inviting a girl to a French restaurant? Well, he's trying to keep us in link, Seattle. Sophisticated yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, everybody <laughs> here has got tons of money. So Ellie. So, fun fact, um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is actually fluent in French in real life. 
Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. He would be. He's he, yeah. good at everything. <laughs> uh, I bet you can play the piano, too. Um, <laughs> and the saxophone. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can play the guitar. And we get some backstory on Kat. She got sick of being popular, which was good for later, because we don't know why she's so mean. Well, she was popular and got sick of it, I guess. And so I need to find someone who could take part in what they call extreme dating. And so they gather these four guys down under the bleachers or someplace, and they go, any of you guys interested in dating Kat Stratford? And the way they did the sh- the way they did the shot was one person's in a chair and three of them in the background. And despite the fact that we see them ask all four of them at the same time, they have to wait until they're in the chair to give their response. So when each one's responding, the other three are just like mute and like <laughs> emotionless in the background. I that was quite funny. It's funny, but it, it, you could have done the same thing, but just not shown us them asking all four of them simultaneously. Yeah, maybe. And yeah, then it you doesn't could, make any sense. It's so stupid. <laughs> No, but I liked it. I thought it was it's, funny. It's, it is funny it was un- until you think about the logic of it all. Yeah, I know. I yeah. know. I know. But there was a lot of tongue in cheek in this the, film. Well, I'll tell you what wasn't tongue in cheek. The guy who's like, should be the last one on earth. Wait, hang on. Are there still sheep? I'm oh, like, whoa. Yeah, that was <laughs> Imagine being that guy. What's your claim to fame? Yeah. I was the guy who made the sheep shagging joke yeah. on 10 things <laughs> I hate about you. I bet you never went on to anything else. Oh, jeez. We go to science class, and I'm sorry, am I supposed to believe Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Heath Ledger of the same age? Even if they are, no. this film doesn't, like, he's like, what was that film, well, Almost Famous, where the kid's like, yeah, you're actually a year younger than we told you you were? Like, that would have made sense here. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, even Mike, my, Michael, he doesn't look like... He don't, he don't look happens. as young as him. Some people mature, obviously, faster than others, and yeah. Heath Ledger's a man. Yeah. These two are boys. <laughs> <laughs> and... um so they, they go and so he's trying to light his cigarette which was great in the bunsen burner yeah but he's smoking away and it's like is it the world's like best science partner like grabs cigarette and puts it out on the frog they're dissecting <laughs> oh. and then he's like playing with the flame and everybody's then, doing that, and that then, bit was improvised oh was it mm-hmm. everybody did everybody that. did that yeah, yeah. and then like, you see how slow you could do it and, yeah, then, and, then, and then you start melting your pen or your pencil or anything else you could get your hands did on you ever try and catch the flame and bring it out no i never did that <laughs> Uh, and they go to shop class, and I'm like, they're going to need a bigger book because he just drills right through it. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's a borderline homicidal. <laughs> Remember this for later in the film, please, okay? Remember what so, this guy is like at this point in the film. They he's just have playing been telling all these stories about he is, how he's kind of yeah. homicidal as well. He's homicidal. He, he once, he once ate read. a live duck, everything but the feet and the bill. Yeah, but that's he not once, true. Um, sold his liver for a set of speakers. Yeah, he used to be set up as this like super um, intimidating guy, so he'll be her counterpoint. But he plays in like uh, they walk and we just talk to him, and he like, drills a hole like towards his stomach. Like there's like actual danger here. Not really. I mean, I didn't go all the way through. It shows you later <laughs> on it went all the way through. But actually, when you watch the scene, it doesn't go all the way through. I feel if, like Liam once did if, this to someone who's very a student, about it. If I had a student who did this, and their excuse was, oh, it didn't go all the way through, did it? I'd be like, I don't care. <laughs> um, I wasn't like I was going to go into his stomach, though, was it? So they realize they need a benefactor. So they go to Joey, and Joey's the model. Uh, Gaston, and he's going to bankroll this. So if he can pay, it's a very clever, clever but highly manipulative plan on behalf oh, of the boys. Fair. We know Joey likes Bianca, so we will get Joey to pay for Patrick to date Cat, so then they can swoop in once it's technically allowed, and they think they can cut out Joey, and this is going to end well. <laughs> but you know what they also that. don't consider? The fact that either of the girls might be even slightly Remotely. interested in either of them. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> You're right. 
But even without reading the synopsis for Taming of the Shrew, you just know this is like from the original, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Paying a rich guy paying off another suitor. <laughs> so um, we get to the and, and the whole time this is being discussed by Michael, like uh, Joey's drawing something on his face, and it's clear he's drawing a penis. Yeah, but. <sighs> And he goes ahead and he walks around. And he's explaining to, and he doesn't think to take the penis off. He doesn't know for sure what's on his face. But if someone's drawing your face, it's not going to go well. No, exactly. And so he goes ahead and talks to, him. and at least they give a reason because Joey goes, "What's in it for you?" And he goes, "Simple." I say hi, you say hi back, and he goes, "Okay, you're cool by association. I get you." I'm like, "Okay, at least they explained that away because otherwise, why are you doing this?" Exactly. So Joey uh, draws the penis and walks away, and he has the conversation with Cameron. Cameron walks away, and he just goes. I have a dick on my face, don't I? And he just like <laughs> just like accepts it. I have a dick on my face. Yep. Ha, 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 he does. I think that's because he's so used to being picked on. Yep. Which is wrong. Um, why does Michael suddenly get on board with this whole plot? Because at the question. start, he's like, Bianca's a cow. I don't like her. Like, there's nothing to her. Why would you want her? And then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, what we need is someone with money who we can bribe to do this and he's oh like, no are you, me, are you telling me are you telling me there's a character in this movie whose whole persona changes on a dime <laughs> yes. oh not this film <laughs> thank god this, they thank, don't even put in a line to explain it away you're right they don't completely <laughs> from i hate her to i'm gonna let someone draw on my face for the benefit of this thank god this is the only time in this film this will happen <laughs> <laughs> um and so um we find out there's a negotiation between Patrick and uh, Joey, and he goes, 30 bucks for the date. And he goes, well, hang on, it's 15 bucks for, for the movie. And then if I want popcorn, it's going to be 53. I'm like, what kind of popcorn are you getting? Oh, I know. <laughs> I thought that was a nice little commentary on the price of cinema snacks. I think the movie industry took a shot at that, but didn't take a shot at how much their movies cost as well. Yeah. Just a thought. Uh, and plus, even if you cover the cost of her date, I mean, the theory is she's supposed to be undateable. So, like, you got to give him some money for his time. Yeah. Like, it's not... Like, our company's... I was Why don't established. you just don't do this whole thing in the first place? Well, it's depraved. It's a send-up, isn't it? He goes up to her around the track and goes, hey, I'm going to take you out. And yeah. she's like, yeah, I know you're not. <laughs> and so then I mean, the sisters have a conversation. And th- it was nice to have at least the sisters talk to each other a couple times. Mm-hmm. And she, um, I hated the conversations between the sisters. It was really? nice. Well, I think they have to have... Well, I'm glad they at least had them. Yeah. And they weren't all just boy-centric. No. Not all of them. It does pass the Bechdel test, just, barely. Yeah, it was just the fact that it, it really kind of hammered home how much of a bitch Bianca is. Yep. Yeah, Cap- but, yeah but you're supposed to for later on. <sighs> I don't know if I forgive her. And, and, and you're supposed no. to. The movie tells me I'm supposed to yeah, forgive her. Yeah, you are supposed to. And like, yeah. The sisters talk, and Kat says, you don't always have to be who they want you to be. And she likes, I like being adored. And then she's got some pearls by she, I mean, Bianca. Mm. Apparently, dad gave them to her. Uh, know her mom. That would be a, her mom's. We know mom's gone. We don't know for sure what that means yet. No. We don't know if mom's dead or if mom's whatever. We know dad's struggling with it, whatever it is. First time I watched it, I thought it was a death. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I thought this time it was a death. I- I'd forgotten until this yeah. point. And then we have a meeting at the fender shop, and um, Kat's in there buying something. I don't know what. She doesn't have an instrument that we can see. Maybe she's going to look. She had something in a bag. I mean, yeah. maybe she's got like an old guitar. We don't, we don't see her play, but maybe. Yeah. Although she's not going to start a band till lit. I don't know. But she's in there for some reason to establish it as a setting, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she blows him off. And during the scene where she blows him off here, the cinematography is really good, but the script is really poor. Or 
the acting is. And not by Ledger. Ledger made this work. There were moments in this film I went, Styles is not making this script work. No. This sounds like your first film. Yeah, she was, she seemed very lost in places. There were points she's very good oh, in this. She was good in it. There's no, points she's very good. Yeah. Over this scene in the vendor shop is yeah, bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's when she had to do these like rapid fire, like I'm a mean girl sort of stuff back at him. And I'm like, I don't really believe you at this no. point. It's just your, your, your line. And because she's this one-dimensional character, everything is in this one-dimensional way, whereas Ledger was able to show, even when he's being kind of brooding, he had, like, like levels. Yeah. Layers, like an onion or a parfait. Layers. Um, and then in comes Joey, and he parks in the middle of the street. And I'm like, why is Joey going to a guitar shop? And not only that, why would he park in the middle of the street? Not just to block her, but block everybody in that street. I, he's, I know he's supposed to be entitled, but he even goes into the guitar shop, like... Why? And he comes out with nothing. Well, because she rams his car. Yeah, but he's, he's, <laughs> they're gonna go. Oh, my car's been hit. Let me continue my purchase. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, at least we established that uh, Patrick's there. Whether he was spying on her or not, and he probably was. Yeah, but, yeah. but at least he says I was at the, I was at the laundromat doing some laundry. Okay, I can believe that. But like, why is he going into the guitar shop? There's nothing about him that screams I want to start a band. No. Like, no. <laughs> you could have had a shop next door to it that was like a sun tanning place. It was just a really yeah, strange yeah, choice. It seemed like. They needed him to be in was the middle. To, was he going there to speak to Patrick? Uh, no, so Patrick's out. Patrick's, so. Patrick's yeah. outside. Yeah. So I don't remember. Uh, Maybe uh, kind of trying to drag him back into the shop. Can't remember. Maybe, yeah. Um, and then we get, uh, <laughs> and she goes, she smashes <laughs> into his car and goes, whoops. And then we cut to dad going, whoops. My insurance does not cover PMS. Ooh. My insurance does not cover PMS. I'm like, oh, Jesus is not <laughs> good at all. Um, and then the price of poker just went up because um, I think Joey tries to do what he thinks is a pep talk and says, if you don't get any, I don't get any. So go get some. And I'm like, this is not. Um, no. This is not good. It's <laughs> uh, just like. My price just went up. Yeah, hundred bucks a day. Uh, and he goes, and then the boys bucks a day wasn't it? I think it was a date because yeah. everything at this point had been the price for a date. A date, yeah. Um, and then he goes but in advance. Yes, and this is where the boys then come up and go, "Hey, we, we see we're really orchestrating this whole thing around so that Cameron can get with her." And we get the line, "What is it with this chick? Does she have beer flavored nipples?" <laughs> and then it's the writing, not him. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> And it was a funny, it was, it was a line I definitely remember from the first time around. Yeah. Uh, and then we go, <sighs> he says, well, Joey's taking her out. Are you sure he's not going to be, he says the word plowing her. And Kim goes, there will be no plowing. And I went, she, she's not your possession, man. No, no, If no, she no. wants to. Yeah. Yeah, she gets, <sighs> anyway. And he goes, also, can we stop talking about this girl in terms of farming equipment? Like, come on. Yeah. This is, I mean, this feels very 90s in that regard. Yeah. yeah. I said to you, watching it back now, I'm seeing things differently to how I saw. Yeah. I don't think this is necessarily how high school was in the 90s. I think it's definitely how high school movies were in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and he goes, Michael goes to him, just think of us, us, we're your guys. At which point Cameron has to instantly go, and he means that in the non-prison movie kind of way. <laughs> Because heaven forbid you think I'm gay for a moment. Not for one moment did I think that until he said it. It just felt like they went, we, we, we want to have a gay joke here, so let's throw this in. It was forced. 
It didn't feel great. There's like there's one later that feels a bit more organic. Yeah. Where at least you could go that could be misinterpreted, but not this one. We're your guys. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Ellie, we said something. I was just going to say exactly the same thing as you just said. There's the one later is there and is much much better. So why force the second one in? Just just make Cameron a more likable character. I guess I don't know. I hate Cameron. Mm. I hate most characters in this. This makes him less likable. That, 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 I was sorry. I was being sarcastic yeah, when yeah, I said yeah. make him more likable. Uh, and then we have 1990s era Photoshop. And uh, all they do is they take this leaflet for a party about wine and cheese. And they turn it into free beer. And then we... And I was like, all right, I guess. But then we have this great shot of the leaflets falling. Oh, it's brilliant. That was a great shot. Nothing used so many times. Really? Yeah. I've seen oh, this. I thought it was I've, so good in this. It is so good in this. I okay. mean, that might have been one of the first to do it, but I've seen it done many times after. Meanwhile, Joey's got Bianca sort of cornered, and he goes, which one do you like? It's the same picture of him. One's in white, one's in black, and he's sort of looking kind of, you know, like, like he's thinking really hard. The thinker. And he goes, which one? She goes, oh, I like the white. It's more, and he goes, she goes, pensive. And he goes, damn, I was going for thoughtful. <laughs> Now, for the record, pensive means thoughtful. <laughs> but yeah, but he's supposed to be thick, isn't he? Oh yeah, that's my. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, it was. Oh, I'm not a, a huge fan of the script. You're not. No, I'm not. Um, and then, but she walks away, and this part I like because he, he's kind of looking after her, which kind of sexualizes her. But then it focus pulls off of her, and then into the reflection of himself in the mirror, as you see, he's even more in love with himself than he yeah. is with her. I, you can guess what my favorite element's going to be in this film. I can I can pretty much yeah, suggest that. Yeah. Um, and then for some reason they start a research project and we go into her room, which feels like an incredible violation. Big time. And we get told, oh, don't worry, she's got a picture of Jared Leto in her in her drawer, so I don't think she's any she's harboring any same sex tendencies. And they go, okay. I'm like and then we look around, we see like a CD she has and all those sorts of stuff that gets you inside, I guess. But then they go into her drawer and says, Look, she's got a pair of black underwear. And these are the safest pair of black underwear imaginable. They are so like, plain, almost, aren't they? They are like they're like brief, like big, baggy, like we don't want any suggestion that they're frilly or lacy. They're just black cotton briefs. Almost Bridget Apparently James. that means she wants to have sex. Yes. Yeah, black because, sex. Uh I'm I, I can't answer this question, but apparently you don't buy black underwear unless you want some, unless you're not planning to have sex. That's the thing. You Absolute buy black underwear bullshit. with the expectation. <laughs> you, I, I think there's so stupid. I think there's obviously reasons why there are days, I think, which you probably would want to wear black underwear. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Am, am I, am I correct in my assumption there? You, you are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, those are the days that I do wear black underwear. That's, that's what exactly. I'm saying. Yeah, On those okay, days right. you would yeah, wear yeah. black underwear. As opposed to white. As opposed to white. I think the the, the, the black is... But so does, why does that negotiate, like, denote to, like, sexy underwear as well? Because that's don't very know. much not. I don't know. Because I suppose a lot of, like, I don't know, black lace and stuff is quite sexy. Like, But this wasn't black I lace. Black un- I have some black underwear that I would consider to be my sexy underwear. I also have other black underwear that I very much do not. Right, but it would be a thing if it was the boys who stumbled upon it and went, oh, black underwear, that means she... But the fact this comes from the the girl, the sister, going, this means that she (laughs) wants... On behalf of all women, this means sex. She can't talk with her outfits. On behalf of all performing arts students all over the world, you have to wear black. I can guarantee you that that is not what it means. It means that my leggings might be slightly see-through and I need to wear black. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I, I I have in my notes here. Just ask the girls because I'm pretty sure this is BS. 
Um, yeah. And they go, can I see? He goes, can I see your room? And she goes, no. Double standard. Girl's room is very personal. <laughs> I hate Bianca and I hate him. Yeah. The minute he sees the black underwear, then he wants to see her room. Because what he wants to see is her underwear drawer. Oh, yeah, of course he does. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Nick? Can I see her underwear drawer? <laughs> And also, why is he even allowed in the house? I don't know. Yeah. She, she could have like written this stuff down. Yep. <sighs> mm-hmm. And so, and yeah, go ahead. So we, we kind of skimmed over the fact that Kat's type is apparently Jared Leto. Yeah. Leto or Leto? Leto. Leto, I think, yeah. So he obviously then went on to play the Joker in... Yeah, I did laugh um, about this. What is, what is it in? Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad. Thank you. Um, so you've got that nice little link with Heath Ledger there, but also. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I wasn't figuring that part out. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> where is she going with this? I was like, whoa. Um, and yeah, also, I did well. um, Heath Ledger said that he gave Patrick a Jack Nicholson edge, who also then had previously uh, played the Joker. Played yeah. Joker. Yeah. So you've got two. You've got an inspiration from a Joker and a mention of someone who later goes on to be the Joker. So there's quite a lot of Jokers in this film. Wow. Some people call me the space cowboy. <laughs> um, and then, I, I'm sorry, it's, it's an individual shot. I love it. They go to a biker bar of some sort. It's great. And there's a shot of Michael with his little, like, motorized bicycle, really, beside these two giant bikes. I think it's a dirt bike. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It's, 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 but it was funny. It the was really funny. Front, yeah. And he's got no idea how out of place he looks. He thinks he is on even keel with these guys. <laughs> And um, Michael then says, well, Michael is walking through and they're trying to find Michael and Cameron and they're trying to find Patrick. And he picks up an eight ball from someone's pool game and just throws it back down. Now, he should be dead at this point. He should be. Yeah. yeah. But if you recall, about 15 seconds earlier, he went, don't touch anything here. You'll get hepatitis C. Yeah. And then he picks up an eight ball. Uh, I'm like. And this also shows you how older much um, Heath Ledger is compared to those. Well, they, 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 they look out of place in that place. And he the doesn't. fact that no one challenges them for why they're there. I mean, they Heath Ledger look looks like he should be there. Yeah. Yeah. They just look at him. And so, um, and Heath Ledger's got no other friends. Even at this biker bar, he's shooting pool by himself. Yeah. And um, we find out, we found out some stuff. Cat likes... Uh, Cat likes these kinds of CDs, and Cat likes this, and Cat doesn't like smoking. So he goes, okay, I guess, <coughs> I guess I have to stop smoking. She likes pretty guys. I think he's that after he's had the cigarette taken out of his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> and and they just, rather than put it out, they just drop it on the floor and like step on them. Like, yeah. come on, people used to they. Yeah, yes. And then if I likes pretty boys, and Heath Ledger takes great offense to the idea that he's not pretty. He does. Yep. He's so pretty. And his favorite band, or sorry, her favorite band is playing at Club Skunk tomorrow. He goes, I don't want to go to Club Skunk. I can't be seen in Club Skunk. He says, uh, <laughs> I don't want to listen to chicks who can't play their instruments. Um, and so, what do you know? He then goes to Club Skunk and listens to, to be fair, most of the musicians were men. They were? Yeah. And so, my but, question is, yeah, go ahead, Ellie. I have a massive issue with this. In that why are the girls allowed to go out to clubs to watch bands, but they're not allowed to go out to date? And how does dad know who they're with? Because it seems like, and that's where I goes into my question, is Club Skunk a lesbian bar? There's a lot of women. There's a lot of women in this bar. You try and count the men. You can count them all on one hand. I think Club Apart Skunk's from- supposed to be a lesbian bar without, without being overtly a lesbian bar, because it's like 95% women. It is, yeah. But dad hasn't said anything about 
like not dating women, has he? Because this film comes from a heteronormative perspective. The thought of her dating a woman hasn't even come across her mind. But also the fact that he wouldn't know where she was anyway. The fact that she's just allowed out of the house late at night to go and party. Don't 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 look too deeply into this. (laughs) No no no. Are they not dating anyway? Just behind dad's back. There's there's that. Yeah sure. Um, which is true. Like, if it's just what teenagers do in live, this would be a much different movie. Which every teenager does. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she goes ahead, and the, the, the letters to Cleo concert, and Kat's hair is down for the first time, all film. It is. And she goes, she's dancing with her friends, having fun, having fun. And she goes, I need aqua. And I'm like, <laughs> I hate you, Kat. Yeah, just that because was you said that word. Aqua. Yeah. <laughs> I need water. Like, water. What, are you to, what are you trying to do here? I need a bottle of water. What's wrong with that? We're so cool. We've got our own special aqua. aqua. <laughs> if you need aqua, Barbie girls come out about a year ago. <laughs> you can go ahead and uh, listen to aqua there. And she comes up and goes, oh, you're not going to ask H2O. me out again. And he goes, he kind of does like the nagging thing. He goes, do you mind? You're kind of ruining this for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not facing the band. He's facing away from me. He's like, you're ruining this for me. And he goes, you like these guys. You won't tell you what. There are no bikini killer raincoats. No. You know the raincoats? <laughs> At this point, he goes and goes, I just want to tell you, you're having fun out there. I've never seen you look. And then the music stops. He goes, so sexy. <laughs> now, anybody who was there would have only heard him say, so sexy. But yet they can infer what the previous part of the phrase was. Yeah, that, yeah. So everybody can laugh at him. At which point, it's a guy trying to pick up a girl. You're going to be like, <laughs> loser. <laughs> Unless it's a lesbian bar and everyone's like barking up the wrong tree, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, can I take you out? And she goes, oh, you're right. She goes, is that a yes? She goes, no. Is it a no? He goes, she goes, no. no. He goes, all right, I'll pick you up at 930. And um, in addition to it starts in a cast, 10 Things I Hate About You is also remembered for its soundtrack. Brilliant soundtrack. Soundtrack's good. What, we, what did we last say this about that we were like the soundtrack? Was it, was it just Clueless? It might have been Clueless. Pretty Woman. Pre- yeah, Pretty Woman's a good Pretty soundtrack. Woman, I guess, for the whole idea of a 90s Almost nostalgia. Almost Famous is a great, great soundtrack. I guess for the nostalgia part I was yeah. thinking of. I mean, it might have been that. I thought there was something else we did as well. I could be wrong. Uh, it wasn't The Crow. You really like The Crow soundtrack. Oh, it was a, oh, it's a, it's a hit and miss for me. But it was filled with 1990s hits, and throughout the film, the band Letters to Cleo is featured live in several scenes, including at this concert. I love Letters to Cleo. It's a, it's a good sound. Yeah. It's a good sound. I also like Say Ferris. He's also in this. Yeah, they, they were, yeah. Yeah. And then they sneak out to the party, and they go, and she's there, and she's like, I'm just, I'm just going to a study gathering in like this little red dress. This is Bianca and Chastity. It's not really a nice little red dress either. But you know what I mean. It's yeah, a, I do. It, she's clearly not going to study. No. And she goes, it's just a, a social gathering between study mates. And dad goes, you mean an orgy? <laughs> <laughs> Come out with it. Just try with it. It's just a party, Mr. Whatever his name is, Mr. Stratford. And he goes, yeah, Dr. Stratford, I guess. Doctor. He goes, yeah, and hell's just a sauna. <laughs> and she goes, people are expecting me to be there. And to that, I call bull crap. No one's expecting you to be there because we all know, and the whole school knows, you can't date. Exactly. So you wouldn't be allowed to go to this party. So, in fact, no one's expecting you to be there, Kat. Also, you're a sophomore. Not Kat, Bianca. Also, you're a sophomore. I didn't know they could go into other people's proms. I didn't understand. You that. can be invited. To, we're not the prom yet, but you can be oh, invited okay. to someone else's prom if a senior invites you. If you're a senior's date, you can go. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. You have to be. You have to be someone's plus one. Oh, okay. I yeah. was Ethan's date for his prom, and we didn't go to the same school or weren't in the same year. Just saying. <laughs> the inner workings, ladies and gentlemen, of the BFE podcast universe. Yeah. Well, I'm that old. We didn't have proms. We had 
we didn't have prom. We had something called formal. Oh, okay. It was more like a leavers ball. Yeah, we had a leavers. Yeah, it was leavers more like that. But to be fair, a senior prom there is like a leavers ball here. Yeah, it's that age. What you guys call a prom yeah, yeah, in yeah. England is two years earlier. You do have a junior prom, which you do in your yeah, junior but as, year. As but when I was a kid, we never yeah. had prom. weren't a thing. Yeah, yeah. that was just an American thing. No, we just had a fancy. It was just a leavers. I think we organized it ourselves. And, yeah, yeah. And there was drinks if you were of age and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so. Um, Cat relents and goes, I'm going to go to the party, fine, because she's begged into it, which I can't believe that Bianca's never tried this move before. <laughs> if I just ask her really nicely. And dad makes her wear the belly. Sorry, what? Really nicely? Well, okay. Maybe, she in, says to her, can you just for one night forget that you're completely wretched and be my sister? <laughs> to Bianca, this is He's nicely. A bitch. <laughs> to Bianca, this is as good as it gets. I can't believe that Kat said yes. I'd be like, no, you little cat. Go well, to your room. She's read the script the next day and goes, I'm supposed to be at the scene where I shoot the party. So exactly. That's about Yeah, no, but you're right. You're right. But also, why can't these girls just go to a party as single people? Why do they have to go on a date? Like if she can go because out with her friends. Party, it's an orgy. If she can go out with her friends to a club night, well, keep in mind, then dad, why can't she just go with a friend to a party? Keep in mind, dad's list of rules also include drinking and drugs. And that would happen at a party. But she went to a club night. Uh, it seemed to be. Yep. You know, I need aqua. It seemed to be like everybody there was 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 underage. Remember, drinking age in the states is twenty one. It is. So. Yeah, I, yeah, I get that, but like, it still feels very like one one thing. Yes, one thing. Well, because no, the movie needed really to, bugged well, me. The movie needed to copy a scene from Clueless. So if you hang <laughs> on for a second, we'll we'll get there. So um, they go to the. Oh, first they had to wear the belly. And as Kat goes to leave, wouldn't you believe Patrick's there to pick her up? Well, he did say. He did, but we don't know it's 9.30. No, true. It's a very late <laughs> time to go out. 9.30? Am I just, am I just a, like a, a very much enjoys my bed sort of a person? Yes. Or do well, I like expect a party to start at like half seven? Yeah, you're, you're early. To be fair, when, when I used okay. to go out clubbing and stuff, we didn't really go out till about eight, half eight, nine. Yeah. Um, and that was pre-drinks before You could tell clubbing. I didn't do the whole like club thing at uni can't you yeah so patrick's there and he just looks at the belly she's wearing this maternity belly <laughs> and he just goes who knocked up your sister <laughs> that's funny little thing which liam referred to then as that gave him a belly laugh oh belly laugh you yeah, forgot yeah. your own joke <laughs> well I, they just come out my face they do out my they face. Do. <laughs> most <laughs> most people's do <laughs> they just come out of my mouth i forget i say them half the time uh and so uh <sighs> And then Cameron's getting ready for the party with Mike when he says, and the fact that Bianca knew that she was mixing genres, get this now, really meant something. And I'm like, do you? And he goes, have you ever thought for a moment that I might be getting ready for the party? I'm like, good for you, Michael. Yeah. Good for you. I hate Cameron. We all do. Um, and I've never known a party to actually have flyers. Have you? No. Like, I know George is from, like, a different generation where you'd actually send out invites on, like, social media and stuff. <laughs> but I never knew a party where, like, you handed out flyers to people. And it was like if you had a flyer, you got... It was just, it was just word of mouth. Word of mouth. That's definitely. all it was. Yeah. And maybe well, a poster up on the On my 13th birthday party, I made invitations. That's not a flyer, though. No. <laughs> handed them out. This seems to be a movie trope, but here's a flyer for our party. Yeah. In case you need a permanent record to remind you. Um, I say people know where to go. And so Bogey's there, and he's hanging out with a 
with a you're just smoking cigars and they're drinking. He's like, oh, tut, 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 you're not using your coaster. And the doorbell goes. He goes, oh, it must be Nigel with the brie or something like that. I want to go to that party. And they break in. <laughs> I thought you would. Here's my issue. Doesn't, <laughs> doesn't Bogey strike you as the kind of guy who'd call the cops? Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's not trying to entertain them. Yeah, the part where he's like, "Oh, guys, can you just oh," and they break the window. He goes, oh, "Thank you," and I'm like, "This doesn't strike." No, no. He says, "Can you take it? Can you take it outside?" And they smash through the window. Yeah, <laughs> again, it's very tongue in cheek. It is. The whole film's a bit tongue in cheek. And so, um, has anyone ever been to a party like this? And I mean, the party where like someone brings like a set of turntables. No, but they no, seem to make no. this a, a movie trope in teen movies where they go. Oh, to I, I still don't know if anybody ever actually went to one on this level or close to this level. Oh no, 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 no. 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 I went. I did go to one house party. Um, this is like the level that I've been to. One house party I went to when I was younger, um, and that was probably as closest to this as it got. But like, it wasn't just everyone and anyone. It was. It wasn't invite only, but it was closer to that than it was this i'll tell you what i went to a cast party for a production i was in and it was at a really nice house but it was like all adults and stuff like this i mean i'll i'll, I'll save a name off mike and we can uh i'll just i know who the name is already i think yeah all right <laughs> they host I, great parties they host great parties and it was and it's like you know one of those things where like you know everything's full of everything you want beer it's there you want the, this we'll provide the beer just don't make me get it for you and you're like yeah i'll drink on your dime all night man that's cool yeah and feed me and oh, oh great party but I, but I didn't experience a party like that till i was in my you know adulthood yeah yeah I've never seen a teenage party this well stocked of anything. <laughs> no. So uh, then Kat's kind of like getting, she's kind of going through some sort of weird thing. And Patrick knows this and like runs after her. starts drinking. He's like, hey, 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 maybe you don't want to do that. And I'm like, where's the guy from the start of the movie who was like lighting a cigarette on the Bunsen burner? Yeah, he suddenly turns into. He's this totally like, different. Guy. Oh, he's he so different. Model, he is you know, totally being different. Bribed to take her out, part. But that's not. That's it, just a big reputation, isn't it? That's not part of. That's only part of who he is. I think he's because she even says to him, "You're not as tough as you think you." He's not tough at all he's after not, that first scene. No, no, that's my problem. Well, again, it's just no, it's just kind of got out of hand. No, because he's the guy who drills a textbook into someone's stomach almost. That wasn't his stomach, but close, but. <laughs> <laughs> and so um he falls and this girl comes and he goes kiss me and he goes kiss him and yeah. throws him. and the guy's very thankful he is he not once but twice later on they're still making him. out yeah. yeah it's a pretty good time there's um, a girl at this party i really like her hair yeah it's, it's like it's like something out of ufo i will say this back to the guy who's doing the kissing though i mean it does again it's just a woman here take some other guy and she's just like roll of women's not great yeah not great nope uh, later that night, uh, Bianca has found Joey, and she's kind of like, be, uh, she's yelling at Cac. Is like, for the, f- you know, we're finally at a party. Can't you let me enjoy? She basically went off first time in forever from Frozen. Is what she did. You know, I'm finally getting to go to a party. She and says, then, please don't address me in public. Please don't address me in public. I'm yeah, like, what? She's yeah. just got you the entry into this party. She's, she, this would, nice this would not minutes. happen because she needs a second party and prom. And oh, you yeah, need to keep yeah, your yeah. sister sweet. This exactly. is not the answer. Yeah. Stupid. And, and what she's doing is trying to talk to her for a moment. Yeah. She's not even taking her away from a guy. She thinks she's only with. Or is she? No, she's with Joey at that point. I she think she's Joey, like, look who but... found me. Because she says, don't you go don't you near her. I said, fine, but I won't stop her if she comes near me. Yeah. And all the girls are drinking Bud Light. To start with. Start with, yeah. And all the guys are drinking Bud, full-out yeah. Bud. 
And um, Third Rock from the Sun, which is Joseph Gordon-Levitt, says that Bianca looks amazing. And Joey hears this from halfway up the stairs at a party when there's lots of noise and people talking. Yeah. Other people he's walking by, other conversations and music. This cock it is. He, he does. And <laughs> Cameron, like Keanu Reeves in the speed. And at this point, Cameron knows he's been had because the two of them go off together, Bianca and Joey. Yeah. And Joey starts bragging about his adverts and the ones he's got lined up. He says, which pose looks better? And she's like, oh, my God, you're so vain. But we had just heard that she's done this exact same move mm-hmm. to Cameron about, oh, the fact that you realized I was mixing up these two looks really meant something. Like, it's the same things about herself. But it's holding a mirror up to herself, isn't it? She's there starting should, to realize. There should have been a longer honeymoon period. I know the movie yeah, had to get to a point, but no, yeah, this was there, stupid. there should have been, but. It was holding the mirror up to um, And then Patrick gets thanked again, like we said. And then Julia Stiles auditions for Save the Last Dance. Because <laughs> we get Notorious B.I.G. and she starts dancing. Now, I want you to take a look. Because I'm going to isolate this clip. I 100% guarantee I will. So I want you to take a look. When she starts the dancing move, she's all standing up full upright. Yeah. And there is like three feet of clearance between her head and this chandelier yeah and then we cut to a low angle shot 30 seconds later because she sort of like crouches and does like a bunch of dancing and then she stands up straight and does some more and then we hear a crash that was obviously added in post in foley because she's still about three feet because we shoot this part from from a high angle shot it's from above so we can't see the distance but in that first shot there's at least three feet clearance like she would have to jump on a step ladder to get anywhere near that thing <laughs> But we need to believe, and like, and it's it's, it's chandelier, like little crinkly bits at the bottom, and she barely. They're like, oh, she might have a concussion, and yeah. I'm like, no, she didn't like headbutt the wall, <laughs> <laughs> but she falls off. He catches her, and this is just like clueless. Yeah, like if he had asked her to say she was rolling with the homies, yeah, that would oh have been. God. See what I'm saying? Yeah, it is. Yes, he takes. I've never realized yeah, that he takes care of her. Uh, and he puts her down on a uh, on a uh, swing beside him. And it's a cute little two-shot. And she, in one moment, goes, I don't know what the director was thinking, because in some sentences, she's 100% sober. And, and then some, a third of the scene, she's 100% drunk. And then yeah. a third of the scene, she's concussed. And she can't decide which one of the three she's supposed to be at any point. Yeah, that's true. And he, he kind of keeps holding up to start with. <sighs> and then she's fine, isn't she? Yeah. So Patrick rescues her. Uh, he finds a time for a psych-up speech. On the way, he psychs up uh, Pat, uh, not Patrick, uh, uh, Cameron. Cameron. And he's like, oh, did you, did you like the girl? Then go get her. And I'm like, you're the guy who took a drill this guy near his stomach. <laughs> like, this is not the same guy. It's not. Okay. How have they bonded? Well, because through this, haven't they? <laughs> through what? Through an end goal. <laughs> Through, through the script that gave him the lines. Okay, right. The script is weak. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. They have a moment when she's You've on... you like him, though, haven't you? She vomits. No! She vomits, and he kind of smiles. And I'm like, hang on, though. You're worried she's got a concussion. So is the vomiting like she's drank too much, or is the vomiting the concussion? You're treating it like it's just like she's drunk, but it could very easily be a concussion when you start throwing up. Yep. I wouldn't know that. Oh, that's, it's, 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 it's one of the things. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. Then the party's over, and there's another party. And I don't know what's going on. And they ask Bianca, do you want to come to this other party? And she said, no, I'm going to be home in 20 minutes. Like, Chastity like, goes, well, I'll go. Yeah, she does. Which is, I mean, like, it's within your right to do so. It makes you a bad friend. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, she kind of. It's where they don't become friends. Anymore. Ironically, the name Chastity kind of fucks over Bianca here. <laughs> and now she needs a lift from Cameron. And he kind of has a focus pull. And I kind of. He lets her off, he lets her off the hook too early here. And then he's a, and then he's a dick later. 
Because this was the time to have that conversation. Yeah. Not later on. Not later on. You know what's really handy? That the two main boys weren't drinking and were still able to drive the girls home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the drive home, especially because Kat drove herself. Like, Kat drove both of them. Yep. So once she starts drinking, I guess Patrick's going, I guess I'm not drinking. Um, why is Kat a feminist icon? Because she sucks. I've got as my note here. Because listen to a song on the road. She's like, I should do this. And he goes, what, start a band? And she goes, no, not start a band. I'm going to, and she has some sort of pithy, like, mean joke. And she goes, yeah, I mean start a band. I'm like, it's a totally rational question when you listen to a song and goes, I should do this. What is this? Yeah, exactly. Drink more? Go out to more parties? Date boys? Hang out in the nighttime? Listen to more music? Listen to this channel? Yep. Valid point. And she's abs- like, he's just being genuine. Yeah, we know his motives suck. I get that. We do, or at least his original motives suck. But in this moment, she's just be, she's mean all the time. And I'm going to, guys, if this is her kid, she's just tough. <laughs> I'm going to have an issue. At the end, I'm going to talk about the difference in this and Taming of the Shrew because Taming of the Shrew sort of rectifies itself in a way that this doesn't. And okay. it, it, it's just. She's just, if, if he treated her the way she treats him this whole movie, oh my God. Yeah, that would be different. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. She is worse to him than Joey ever is to Bianca. Yeah. He's a douche. Absolutely he is. But he's not, like, he, he pulls some, Joey pulls some punches and, and, and sort of a few verbal sort of shots at, at, at Kat, but nothing like this. Mm. <sighs> And she says that her dad wants her to be just like Bianca. Have we seen one example of this in the film yet? No. No. If anything, he's like, you know, yeah, Kat, you're, you're crazy and you like ram into people, but you're home reading Sylvia Plath by four o'clock. Yeah. I don't, his biggest issue is don't get pregnant. No fear there. Nope. <laughs> and she goes, you know what? You're not as vile as I thought you once were. Like, can we drop this pretense where she's just being abusive as like a, a flirting mechanism? And then she goes in for a kiss. And he's a stand-up guy. To be fair, one more sentence could have been beneficial. Yeah. Because he just goes, maybe, maybe, maybe another time. And you've been drinking a lot. I, I want, you've been drinking a lot. I want it to, I want us to both be at our full wits. I'd love to do this again sometime. Please do it again sometime, but not right now. Because he feels he's taking advantage. Yeah. And you can see that. I don't think I judge him if he kisses her back. No, you not don't. a kiss. No, you if don't. If that's as far as it went, I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, I am. Georgie, you're probably the most um, oppositional to this film so far. If he had just given her a kiss and it went no further, would you have an issue with that? Just a short little one is fine. Yep. Because she actively leans in. If for his it. hands start moving anywhere, then, then we get into yeah, then we get into no. almost famous creepy. She can't do anything about her, you know. But I'm, I'm totally cool if he were to, if he were. But but on the flip side, one more sentence, and he's it's one of those things where they created like conflict without needing to. I didn't like that she took offense to it. No, that me either. Bothered me because then that's teaching young men watching this that no, you don't need to be bothered about whether it, she you're, she's get, giving you proper consent or not because she's going to get angry or, if you do. Or that young men can't even have the right to their own consent. Yeah. Because he she he said no. Reverse the things. He goes in for a kiss. She goes in and goes, fine, never mind. Get out of my car. Jeez, that's a te- you know what I'm saying? Yep. And, and, and have we not overlooked the fact that she was sick? <laughs> Would you really want to kiss someone who's just been sick and you're sober? Yeah, quite. No. Also, by the way, it's her car. 
It is her car. car. She leaves him sitting in her car. Well, he parks. We see him drive his truck away. So obviously, he does a switch of some sort. Um, and then he leaves just as time for Cameron to come by. And if you were like, well, that's as bad as it can get for a couple. No, hold your bud light because here it comes. Uh, he waits till the very end of the drive to go. You don't want to go stay with me at all, did you? I'm like, what have you been doing to this point, man? Just driving in silence, working up the courage to say this. And he goes, have you always been this selfish? And she goes, yeah. 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 She gives him quick. And then he gets a kiss, and she just kisses him again. No, I'm okay with a movie where someone kisses someone like, I mean, you know. Their kiss was awkward, though. She kisses him just to shut him up. I don't know. What do you think? If she kisses him, and he's, I'm okay with a movie where this can happen, where a girl can just kiss a boy, or a boy can kiss a girl out of the blue if we think that it's within reason they would both want that kiss to happen Yeah. without verbal, yes, I want. Now, if he were to go, no, no, I don't want this, then then you got to (laughs) stop. But, yeah, I don't know. And that's how we leave things here. And he's back in the game, he tells us. Him and Troy Bolton. <laughs> and then we go to Mr. Morgan, and he teaches for two seconds and sets an assignment. I wish my life was this easy. Mm. He raps for two seconds. They go, wow. And he goes, here's your assignment. And Kat's 100% in. She goes, are you telling me you've never rapped before? Do you want this? I, ha- I have I have rapped before. <laughs> well, there we are. Then. I have. <laughs> and goes, do you want this? I am pentamone. He goes, you're messing with me, right? She goes, no, I think it's a really, really good idea. So get out of my class. <laughs> get out. Get, get out, out of my class. Get out. <laughs> and then at like the one hour and 10 minute mark, they decide they need to have a love story between Michael and some random Shakespeare girl that really should have been like figured out in act one. Yeah, it should have been figured out. <sighs> and he quotes some Macbeth and all of a sudden she's all about him. Yeah. She didn't care at all. And then all of a sudden a few lines, you know, this is totally indicative of my high school experience. <laughs> I will help the girls and just quote some, some Shakespeare. And they were like, Oh yes, please. <laughs> I haven't found any like really detailed information about this, but from what I've seen in my research, it looks like there was more about her in the original draft of this, of the script. And there was more of a dark storyline to do. Oh, really? With Cause I could yeah. see she was at the club at club skunk. Mm-hmm. But at one point, I even say, "Oh, Cat's got a friend." Yeah, she does have. A what, what's going on? Like, yeah. Her friend now has been a creator. Like, what? Yeah, that was. That I was... think she is really briefly in the first act of the, the, the oh, film. Oh, very brief. Very, like, we needed something like, more of her. A line of dialogue or something. Yeah. But yeah, I think what's probably happened is she had a lot more lines, and they've literally just been cut. They've cut that side plot. The tone of the film, yeah. and there was some kind of suicide um, plot. Oh, really? Vice in there. And then our male, uh, yeah. then our male characters gather together and have a little, uh, have a little um, summit at the uh, outside of the track, and they go. He goes, "Why do you care anyway? I thought you were through with her." This is uh, Patrick to uh, Cameron. He goes, "Yeah, but she kissed me." And he goes, "Where?" <laughs> yeah. He went. He goes in the car, and you can tell from Patrick's face that wasn't the question he was really asking. No, <laughs> which I thought was 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 a cute little joke. It actually, was, it was was it was it kind of was, but at the same time, like. What answer were you expecting, like from Cameron and Bianca? I think it's just another like, fun yeah, joke. It's just a joke. I think yeah. it's a fun joke that shows how much of a man he is, yeah, and how much of a, a child. Oh, I like, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, it's the reaction on his face. It's not like he went, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it wasn't that. Uh, and then Shakespeare girl is now friends with Cat, and they decide how they're not going to go to the prom. They're going to make a statement. And I love it because the friend goes, "Oh, good, that'll be something new for us." <laughs> Yeah. I imagine it's a lot of hard work to be Kat's friend. I think Kat's always got something she's raging against. <laughs> she's raging yeah. against the dying of the light. Joey asks Bianca to the prom, and Bianca is so excited she shoots an arrow into her gym teacher's butt cheek. 
And Joey pays Patrick 300 bucks. Again, you would have reacted to that. You wouldn't have just missed that. See, I, I, this is I, what I don't makes mind. me think this is all tongue-in-cheek. I don't mind that as a fun visual joke. That's all it was, like, for what it was. Yeah, again, but that takes you out of um, a suspending of disbelief of the film then, isn't it? It's, it's making you come out of it. Okay. You're not believing in it. Okay. I wasn't really believing in it to begin with, so I was okay. But once you have that view of its tongue-in-cheek... I guess that's just another way to show you how clueless, pun not intended, but I'll yeah. take it, she is. Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? Like, she's completely wrapped, doesn't care about anybody, doesn't even notice anybody else. Because I see this film completely different now than how I saw it when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah. Then we have a sad song montage, and it's really, it's a poor choice, because she sits there like, cat's like strumming away, sitting down on some guitar, like, you know, all sad, and she's got headphones. Respect for the headphones, you know. Yeah. Respect to the people in the shop. But he goes behind her, and she's playing actual, like, stuff. I'm like, okay, I think Styles can play a little bit. And then they go to a feminist bookstore, and um, this is, like, all the cool places to hang out in the 90s. <laughs> Music shops, bookstores, things that don't exist for the most part anymore. And he goes, you know, you're not as mean as you think you are. And he goes, well, you're not as badass as you think you are. I'm like, love, he hasn't been badass for at least an hour and ten minutes. Yeah, no. And I don't goes, think he ever thought he was bad. Don't th- he goes, don't get your panties in a twist. He goes, don't think for a moment you had any effect on my panties. <laughs> and I'm like, she's not good in this scene. No. Uh, and then this sets up the iconic scene of the film. Georgia, you've been the one who's been negative on this so far. Tell me you light can't take my eyes off of you. This is the point in the film where I started to go, all right, it's no longer like too worthy. It's wow, really? To climb up slightly. Yeah. I love this scene. Oh, no, I really like the scene. Like, this is where it starts to redeem itself slightly. Well, just on the way to that scene, this is where we have the lunch queue, authority and secondary, and it says, um, this is where Michael goes, sweet love, renew thy force. And he goes, don't say shit like that. People, <laughs> people can hear you. And I'm like, that's a better sort of, if you saw a guy say, sweet love, renew thy force, you might think, oh, maybe they've got a relationship, as opposed to we're your guys. Yeah. Like somehow they're in a three-man relationship previously. So I don't like the, the the homophobic joke, but it was at least a more organic place to put one. Absolutely. All right, Ellie. Uh, so with this Can't Take My Eyes Off of You scene, the original song for this was not Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. It was I Think I Love You by the Partridge Family. Which we quoted um, in our uh, in our sort of thing yeah. we had for the rom-com roundtable in the words of David Cassidy, I think, when he was still with the Partridge Family. Was. I Think I Love You. <laughs> well. So what am I saying? But. That had already been used, I think it was in Scream 2. Um, so they changed the song, and it was Julia Starr's recommendation to do Can't Take My Eyes Off of You. Really? Because I have in yeah. my notes that it was Heath Ledger's choice to use this song. The reliability of the internet, folks. I think if he's the one singing it, he'd be the one to come up with it. I, we don't know. So we've got two no, stories. Sure. One that says one, maybe, one that says Maybe she zero. suggested it, and he then... Maybe. Because you'd want to sing something that you... Because he actually did sing it. It is really him singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, McCullough, who I wish I knew who that was now, told the New York Times in 2019 that the number was supposed to be, yep, or the Divinals, I Touch Myself. But this person, according to a New York Times in 2019, says Ledger chose or proposed the Frankie Valley song. Yeah. Uh, in a 2017 uh, interview with Vice... Uh, it was also said that Heath Ledger had his own costume ideas for the scene. Direct quote, he was so specific about what he wanted to wear. It had to be this certain type of dark shirt with a precise fit. Oddly, it's kind of a nondescript ensemble when you watch the movie, but seeing him architect the costume as part of the preparation to act was so impressive. 
And I like to think you had a bit of freedom of movement in that. It's, and they weren't choreographed. No, I don't think so. It, it's wild to think about how you can see the fingerprints of who he would become with his vision for these things. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially with the Jack Nicholson sort of energy he wanted to capture and da 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 da. Um, I'll say this. He is an absolute rock star in this scene. That bit where he climbs down the pole. Yeah. And, and, this, and again, the cinematography is awesome in this part. And you can hear his voice singing that as he go down that pole. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It really is him singing. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's him singing live. He wobbles a bit. He does. When, I'm when not, he, I don't know if it makes him live. I just think not, it makes him. It's not the best singing. No. But. There are bits when he gets, when he gets closer but. up. I think he's lip syncing at points. I really do. Really? I don't think he's. I don't. No, I think you're yeah. more worried about getting the shot right. I don't think he's singing live. No way. No how. Oh, I'd like to think he was. Yeah, there's definitely. He, he, is he singing? It's, it's, like he was singing. it's definitely his yeah, voice. Yeah, I know, I know yeah. it's his voice, but I, I'd like to think that he actually did get on the mic and sing. With all that movement? That's hard. We, we should know this. That's hard. Well, I know it is, but. Yeah. You know. It's just when you do those big statements, you like, I, as your foot hits me, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Baby. <laughs> you know what's crying. All right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he gets put into detention. Um, and I thought there was a great scene here with a guy called David Leisure playing Mr. Chapin. He was great. The teacher who's doing like detention. Yeah, yeah, he was funny. Oh, he's so good. He's like, come on, you got pot. I know you got pot. Where is it? And the kid gives it up. He goes, I'm confiscating this. And then he walks up. Some kids got Cheetos. I'm confiscating this too. <laughs> and then Ju- the Julia Stiles comes in and event, long story short, she grabs his bicep. She moves his face around a whole you lot. You not touch a teacher in that way. And then she finishes by flashing him. This, uh, when I first saw this as a younger person, I was like, oh, it's funny. Now I'm yeah. like, that is hell for that guy. He's got paperwork. And he's probably off week work for two weeks where they try and get statements and make sure that he didn't do anything wrong in the first place. Yeah. Oh, this and was also, not funny. she would totally get thrown into that detention, not let out to go on a pedalo. You can't throw her into the detention when she's just flashed you. I suppose, That's yeah. It. But, That's it. Stay but here I mean, for longer. Okay, but my point being, she would be punished for doing that. You can't just get away with, like, casually flashing. What's detention? Theoretically, it's, it's a skeleton staff now, isn't it? Yeah. Not everyone's around. I don't know how it works at Stadium High School. But, yeah, I mean... Yeah, she does get off scot free. We just flat. The whole idea is that the teacher's like, going, oh, well, that was fun. <laughs> and everyone's just going, going, oh, that was crazy. And it was never spoke of again. But again, looking at it from today's eyes and looking at it from when I was a kid, it's really different. Yeah. Um, so they have a nice little date. Um, and so. Oh, there was the nice bit where he asks, how'd you keep him distracted? She said, I dazzled him with my wits. And I'm like, you're just missing one letter, I love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh we get paddle boats and then the world's worst paintball fight that'd still be fun though oh this is stupid <laughs> well I, like when they said paintball was anybody else expecting guns yeah i did yeah, not yeah. like glorified like water balloons no but they yeah. weren't contained in any way was it because people were walking by with the dogs it was so strange playing frisbee i don't think that place actually exists i think that is a set they built for this that was weird I believe so. And it was just them two on it. And there was a nice peekaboo shot there when they're on both sides of one divider and they come up and they see each other and they sort of throw it on each other's heads. And of course, then you make out in the hay. Of course. Yep. Which is still. And this was Julia Starr's first ever screen kiss. 
Yeah, I believe that. Oh, wow. Uh, he invites her to prom, and she's all like, she gets defensive. Why do you want to go to prom so badly? And it's like, well, because it's prom, and we get one shot at this. What's in it for you? And I'm like, we know that his motivations are suspect. She has no reason to doubt them. Not the beginning. None. The fact but- that, yeah, the fact that she goes, what, thinks that he has an ulterior motive. Like, why would you think You just had this great date. Yeah. Why don't I see the problem? Because we just made out she after did, having a lovely day together. She did say you're pushing the question too much. Which he made doesn't. Her he doesn't know. <laughs> I think the script needed to, again, orchestrate oh, yeah, conflict. Of course, of course, yeah. It wasn't believable. To me, it wasn't believable this no, fight would occur. It wasn't. We go back to French tutoring, and Bianca's mad because he won't ask her out. And I've got my notes bullshit. Ask him yourself. You know he wants to date you. You kissed. Yep. There's nothing wrong with going, hey, do you want to go to prom? Yeah. Hey, you got prom coming out. I'd love to go with you. Hey, I know you're totally into me. We should go to prom. Stupid. <laughs> and is it still catfishing if it's Shakespeare? I've got a question. Because Michael's just put a dress in her locker. I don't like the fact that he can and he get signs, into her locker. he signs it William S. I'm like, no, you're not William S. You're Michael who goes to the school. Yeah. You're not William Shakespeare. This feels weird. Oh, it's cosplay. It's fine. But doesn't she then... This is cosplay, like, way too early. You're probably right in that regard, but it's just weird. Georgia, sorry? Doesn't she then refer to him as William when they're actually at the prom? Does she actually know his real name? (sighs) I don't know. She's she's really in... She's got a really weird Shakespeare thing. Yeah, Yeah. she's really into him. Really into it. Yeah. Mr. Morgan's going to have some trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then they're going to ask Dad. And at no point, before he shows up in the tux, do we see another scene where he asks her to the prom? Do we? No. 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 Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Clarification that 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 they've changed. Last we saw, she stormed out yeah. on him, and he was looking yeah. confused in his book, trying to figure out what she just said. Yeah. Yeah. So when she's going to prom, and she's never told Joey no still. Hence why he turns up later. Yeah. Oh my! Like, this is this messed up. It's <laughs> messed up. Um, isn't she one of the, so I'm like, why is she asking about prom with Joey? Because I think in my notes, she's still going with Joey at this point. And then dad goes on this great speech about, I know all about Dawson's River Kids. <laughs> that was good. Which, if, you, if you weren't old enough to get the reference, he's, he's making a passing reference to Dawson's Creek and getting yeah. it very wrong. And Dawson's Creek was a highly sexualized teen drama. Yeah, that, you know, they were all yeah. sleeping with each other. And he goes, I know how to get jiggy with it. And then Luke's and talk- Michelle Williams was in she was. Dawson's Creek. He went on to marry his legend. That's all. Well, there you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And goes, my mama, my mama didn't raise no fool. <laughs> <laughs> Playing basically old white guy. Yeah, yeah. Getting all the references wrong. And then Kat comes clean and tells her sister, uh, I slept with him just once. Uh, I swore I'd never do anything again just because everyone else was doing it. And she says, he dumped me because we wouldn't have sex again. And she goes, I've never heard of this. Well, because I tell everybody how small his penis was. I'm going, okay, here's a question. 2020, are we cool with this as, 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 as a form of punishment? No. I will, bo- I will body shame you. To yeah. everybody. I will take that intimate moment and I will body shame you for it if you don't do what I want you to do. He's, no, but sh- the thing she man. doesn't want him to do is tell anyone that they slept together. So he would be invading her privacy by telling everybody so she would <sighs> do the same back to him. I didn't find her to be any sort of a heroine in this moment. No. I this did. conversation is shit. I don't know. If you, had a personal ex- if you had a personal experience, are you allowed to share with someone you had a personal experience? I'd rather they didn't. Okay. I slept with this person. Oh, you know, if someone said that. In ninth grade. They're both in ninth grade. And she said said everybody else was doing it. I personally wouldn't share information 
with other people. There's a difference. Surely, we know Joey's not a good character. I yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, there's that. a difference between talking about it and then shaming the like. You can yeah. go. You can go. I slept with this person. Then yeah. great, fine, because you are an equal part in that. Literally takes two. Tango. I just thought her great comeback was then, what, yeah. And, and, they sort, and, they, and they sort of smile and wink at each other and go, ha, 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 Yeah. I was like, that's, that's not cool. No. Because he has equal share in this. He's allowed to tell people that this happened because it also involved him. But she, if she then goes, goes off, yeah, she's allowed to not like that. She's allowed to deny it. She's allowed to do anything she wants because that's her part in it. But then, but her comeback to it being, I'm going to tell everyone you've got a small penis. That is wrong. Yeah. That's not, that's not okay. That's not okay. I'm 100% on board with that. There's also something about, we might not like it, but if he goes, she didn't sleep with me, so I broke up with her, you're allowed to go. I would like to do more of this. I wouldn't. Okay, we're not compatible. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to end this because I would like to do more of this with, 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 with people. You're not ready. That's fu- the, worst, the worst thing would be if he sat there and just pressured and pressured and pressured and pressured and pressured. Yeah, exactly. That'd be wrong. So, you know, you might not like that you had your heart broken. That sucks. But I don't know if that's the right response. I'm not trying to make Joey the victim here. He's not. He's not. But again, I don't like cat. I hate the idea of a cat seen as some sort of feminist symbol in this film because she sucks. I'll be honest. Watching this as a kid, I'm, I never saw none of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, different lens. I'm, I'm, I, I wouldn't have thought this in, 20, uh, yeah, in 2001. Yeah, yeah. I would not have thought that. Now looking 99. at it now. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's this weird thing where you go, do you really want to go to the prom with the guy who's already slept with your sister? Mm. Probably not. No. I don't have a same gendered uh, sibling, so it'd be I don't, and they're to sort of consider this in my sort of frame of reference. I wouldn't want to date any of my sister's exes. There you go. That's the question. Weird. It would be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah, completely yeah. weird. Because you know you don't want to be an Eskimo sister with your actual <laughs> sister. Yeah, no, just that's a thought. Not okay. Yeah. Um, and so then Bianca shows Cat how much of an adult she is because they have a fight. And why can't you treat me like an adult for once? And she goes and hangs out in a tire swing and looks like she's six. <laughs> And she also changes her outfit to do so. Yes. And then prom night, Kat's going, um, yeah, I guess. Her hair looks kind of strange. Her dress looks kind of strange. Well, she's know. putting her hair up to say, like, she's she's um, made She's fancy. She's fancy. She's made an effort. Yeah. And her yeah, dress, actually. Yeah, but she's great choices. No. Oh, she does. For oh, the really? time, she's perfect. All right. no. It's the epitome of ugly 2000s, <laughs> like, I think I look great, but the I The dress weren't too bad, but when you get to her sister, Bianca, oh my God. Oh, I got here. What is Bianca wearing? It's a three-year-old trying to be a princess. It, yeah. It is. It's very much like you, you want to look like you belong there. Maybe you, yes. you, maybe you shop from the grown-up section. <laughs> yeah. can I, can I? Then we go to the prom and I miss ska music. I like ska music. And you picked up on the band. This was... Save Ferris. Save Ferris. Yeah. Because usually this sounds like Say Ferris. I mean, the Google one is Say Ferris. Yeah, that's a punk ska band. Love ska music. Yeah, yeah. Um, at this time, we get Joey who shows up to the house. He's wearing a white jacket, just so it's like even more of a douche. Yeah. Dad just closes the door on him. That's great. Shakespeare girl meets Michael, who's like dressed as like I guess William Shakespeare. It's a pretty, but, it's a pretty loose William Shakespeare. He like Austin Powers. He like, <laughs> 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 I don't know if Austin Powers has been released yet, but he does. He put some glasses on him, and it's yeah, baby. Do you think Mike Myers looked at that and went? 
That's it. That's the look. I want to be Michael from 10 Things. That's hysterical. Uh, And then letters to Cleo show up, and we find out this apparently is a surprise by. So I'll tell you what. I mean, I don't know how much money Joey's paying him over that. How many dates did they go on that we didn't see? Because he's throwing up money like crazy. Absolutely. So how has he pulled this off? Does he know them? Does is it ever like we see them in a guitar shop twice? Like, is it ever established that he has got any connection to music at all? Well, he went to Club Skunk, didn't he? Well, yeah, but did did he arrange that then? I don't know. How did he get to talk to them? I don't know. From what like I understand, in me. the movie, it's just a local band. So maybe yeah, it's not like a big like Rolling Stones type band. It's a, a local band. Local band that would make sense why they'd be around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Jig is up during a ska song. Joey's angry and says, "I didn't pay you for this." And who could have seen this coming? And I think uh, I hate to say this, Joey's got a right to be a little bit angry. Like he's he, the whole story has been manipulated by Cameron and Michael. Yeah, like he has a right to go. You've mis you, you've misled me. You said your end game was this. Your end game is this. You've used me. You've manipulated me. In order to get what you want. Now, again, he's not the victim, but he's got a point to say, I, this isn't how you presented the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, to which point, I got to say, he gets a, Cameron gets away with a scot-free. <laughs> no one ever challenges his motives in all this stuff. No. Little sociopath. Um, and says, you're going you, to you, you're pay you and that little bitch. And he punches Cameron and he gets tapped in the shoulder. If that happens, never turn around. No. <laughs> and he turns around and he eats like four punches from Bianca. Uh, and he goes, I'm shooting a nasal spray commercial tomorrow. How ironic is that? Cat runs away because they have a big fight on this terrace. And then it's the next day back at the house and off goes Bianca to go sailing with Cameron Hasn't cleared it with dad, and dad doesn't really care. The rules are over, I guess. Yeah, the, the rules are He down. realizes we... It's, uh, teenage will be teenage. The script calls for me to have a, a scene with Kat here, so yeah. I don't care anymore about the them going off. Yeah. There was a question, where's she gone off to? Oh, she's gone off to meet some bikers. Big ones. <laughs> full of sperm. <laughs> <laughs> that I found funny. And uh, dad's impressed by hearing about Bianca being a, a cage fighter now. And he says, I still, Bianca lets me play a few innings. You've had me in the bench for years. But when you go off to Sarah Lawrence, you'll understand. And this is the only mention we had of Sarah Lawrence between the start of the movie and now. Great. And then we go back to the classroom and we have the moment we heard at the start of the, of the podcast. Uh, there's a bit where Mr. Morgan calls Joey Shaft. <laughs> he does. That, oh, that was strange. Like, that sounded like he said Shaft. Didn't yep. It? I'm like, hey, Shaft, take your glasses off. I'm like, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just thought it was odd. Damn straight. <laughs> um, in a 2015 interview with Cosmo UK, Styles described the emotional scene staying. I didn't. Ex- I never expected when I was going to start crying. I don't know why I did. Whether connected to something going on at the time, or I was just overwhelmed by the experience of my making my first big movie. And the director Gil Junger told the New York Times that his performance made him cry too. So I guess he wasn't just making sexual statements about Heath Ledger. No. Um, said I did everything so I could. This- Sorry, go ahead. This um, reading of the poem is the first and only take yeah. that Julia Stiles did of it. It's a great take. It's a great first take. It really and there's me. even there's even a little stumble in it where she reads a word wrong. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of, you can see why they didn't retake it because the emotion in it is just so and real. And it feels real. If you were crying, you would you would miss, misspeak. Yeah, you would. Yeah. Um, Gil said, because we're on first name basis now, me and Gil, <laughs> That take is the first film, but when it was uh, when the take ended, I jumped up and hugged her for the longest time. Oh, right. for the, the longest, longest time. time. <laughs> oh. 
Uh, I didn't date in high school much or have a sort of breakup or things like that. So I can't imagine, but I think it's going to be difficult to break up with someone and then see them in class every day. And to his credit, Ledger, he does some good acting in this because he just takes it. He does. He doesn't retaliate in any way. He just sort of sits there and and, and he looks like he's just guilty as a sin. And he's taking his his lashes. He knows Everyone knows it's him. And he doesn't follow her. He doesn't chase her. Now, it helps that he's put a tar in her car. Yeah. Which would have totally been nicked. Because the windows were down. Nicked. The it windows would. were down. Yeah. <laughs> Ellie? You know what, though? This, this scene is it's really emotional, but the poem is so shit. Well, the poem, she asked, but I am a pentameter, and then doesn't do it. I was sitting there counting the syllables out as she went. Some had eight, some had six. The last one had, like, 15. Do you know what? I don't care. It moved I me. wish that was the only issue with the poem. Well, what else did you have? <laughs> it's just really bad. And, like... It says you even make me rhyme, and it doesn't even yeah. rhyme. What well, it does? It's it got does. it's it's got like a, an A B it's C a B rhyme. It's got an A B C B rhyme scheme throughout. Um, that one little bit where she says rhyme rhymes. But I'm supposed to believe that she's like good enough to get into Sarah Lawrence for whatever. And I'm like, you got like three weeks. It looks like to do like ten lines of work. That's it. All right. Yeah. And rhyme r- rhymes with mind apparently. Um. Well, I said half rhyme. That's all right. Yeah. Shakespeare used some half rhymes. I like this scene. Um, and so um, she goes back to the car, finds there's like a, the fender in the car. She goes, oh, wow. And he's just like smiling. I'm like, if we missed a middle scene where something happened. Yeah, and she's not teary anymore. She's no. happy. You can buy, she's like, she's wasting. You can buy me all. You can buy my love. Yeah. Where's Joey at? Give, him, give, give us some more money. This yeah. is great. <laughs> For the tune of approximately $1,300. Is that what a Fender cost? Fender Strat, yeah. Okay, that's a lot of dates there that we didn't see. Yeah. And she can't just buy me an instrument when you screw up. And he said, well, you know, there's bass and drums and maybe a tambourine. And she goes to say something else and he just kisses her and cuts her off, which I thought was great. Yeah. And then we have the final scene with Letters to Cleo on top of the school singing, I want, want you to want me. Do you have anything for this, Ellie? It's a great song. I do, yeah. Um, so <laughs> this shot was done by Helicopter. And um, the director basically said to the band, don't fuck this up because every time the helicopter takes off, it's going to cost $500,000. Yeah, half a million dollar shot. (laughs) Wow. And a shot that Disney had said, no, you can't do it. And he went ahead and did it anyway. (laughs) Nowadays, you'd do it with a drone, wouldn't you? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cheap. To be, do. But it'd be a different shot. You know when it's a drone shot versus yeah. a helicopter shot. And it's a beautiful shot. It is a great shot. Because they go all the way all around, around yeah. and then they go over them towards the sea. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. And the lead singer said, We were up there on a set the size of a postage stamp. I'm like, Ah, you're being a little bit small. They there. had a little fence. They had some them. room and a little chicken wire. She said, yeah, we had yeah. chicken wire. She said, and if we fell off that, we fell down to our deaths. So I'm like, No, it wasn't just oh, that. There was, a, there was like a whole like, second platform. You, <laughs> you'd have been fine. But yeah. also, did anyone notice the fact that the only way up to this top of this roof was by ladders up the side of it? There weren't any kind of doors. They had to have had like a helicopter drop them off or something like that. They must something. have done. You can't carry, <laughs> you can't carry the amp on your shoulder as you're going <laughs> no. up the ladder. No, or the drum kit. Like yeah. the actual logistics of getting the band up there in like the film universe would have oh. just been completely impossible. It's a great shot. Though. Yeah. Well worth it. Um, and so... 
Just as a tidbit, um, 10 Things I Hate About You was filmed on site in Washington, and Seattle's tourism industry has taken advantage of the movie's cult following. To celebrate the 20th anniversary in 2019, Seattle Magazine published a 10 Things I Hate About You dating guide that detailed all the filming locations fans can visit for real-life dates. Among those are Lake Union, where we had paddle boating, the Fremont Troll, where Bianca and Cameron went to talk after school, and the Paramount Theater, where the prom was held. It also includes Gasworks Park, but unfortunately, it doesn't really have a paintball course. <laughs> You'd think somebody would go, let's have a paintball course here. Yeah, I mean, people, you people would pay to have a go. I think the problem is if you were walking oh, yeah. down with your dog, someone would hit you up with, with a paint balloon. Yeah, but no, what I'm saying is you'd, you'd fence it off now, wouldn't you? Yeah. But you'd, you'd have it there so people could interact. That's you, you don't want this big ugly fence in the middle of that walkway, though. It's beautiful. That is beautiful, yeah. yeah. Well, move it slightly. Yeah. Did anybody watch until the end? What, yeah, all, all the bloopers? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's there's a gag reel Imagine putting a gag reel at the end of your, end of your thing. Who does that? Jackie Chan. <laughs> Us? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there were some good ones. Uh, I think I liked the one where um, Heath Ledger actually goes and kisses her. Yeah. And because she yeah, then goes, let's Because I was kind of going, ooh, I don't know how I feel. And then she's like, let's go, let's go back. And I'm like, okay, she's she's okay with it. She's yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, the bit where I think Michael like starts making out with uh, with with Cameron at the at the party or the prom or one of the two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right when Bianca like uh, turns him down. It's like it's okay. <laughs> More time for us or something like that. Uh, no, she's generally okay. There was one with um, um, oh, what's her name? The woman who plays CJ. Anyway, the woman who plays Miss Perky, who really disappears in the second half of the film. But she does. Allison. Allison Janney. Yeah. And some other guy. I don't know who the guy was. I don't know if he's supposed to be a principal. Think, was that the teacher? Which teacher? For the the one who got flashed. No, 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 no! Much different guy. Different guy, yeah. So I'm thinking it must be a principal who we don't see in the rest or of the film. Sports guy. Oh, the director cut. was supposed to be in it as a um, as a teacher. Maybe it was him. Maybe it's him. Maybe it's him. He'd be about, he'd be about that age. Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, that was that. So I'm gonna hit my button now. <laughs> We're in the end game now. So we have already talked about some of the stuff. So that's good. We're running a little bit long. We talked about money. We talked about awards. Whose story is this? Great question. Ooh. A shitty one. Well, I said who's not <laughs> which. Yeah, I didn't have a I didn't have a good answer. I think maybe we'll, Patrick's. Yeah, yeah. I, Cameron's the new kid, which usually would trick you to think Cameron's it's Cameron's story, but it really so is either going on in there. It tricks you. It makes you think it's Cameron's story, but yeah. I think in actuality, it's probably Julia Stiles' story. Yeah, hasn't hasn't. Um, Heath Ledger's. Yeah, you follow them more. You're more invested in their story than you are. Which the other is story. very similar to Taming of the Shrew. So, if I may, let me, let me pivot on this. In Taming of the Shrew, she's terrible, right? Mm-hmm. But the idea is he tames her. Ergo, the title, the Taming of the Shrew. By the time it's over, he's like, "Get me a sandwich." <laughs> Lack of a better term. Oh, okay. And she gets him a sandwich. And the horde is like, oh, what a man. He has tamed her. Now, that's not a great message, no. but it does make up for the copious amounts of abuse. She gets her comeuppance by the fact that she gets dominated in the end. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. I only bring this up because she wins everything. She goes to the heartbreak of, of the bet I, I give, I, I, or the, the payment thing. I'll give you that. Yeah. But she is terrible to him for large portions of this movie and never learns from that side of it. She doesn't learn how to treat people better. She undergoes no changes herself. Nope. No, she don't, does she? So there's my, there's my issue there. Yeah. Um, 
little bit scared to say this. Roll, roll a women? Shitty. <laughs> I mean, women are dominated by their, their father saying you can't date. By the way, here's the pregnancy belly. By the way, I don't trust you to make decisions for yourself. You can't date unless I say so. You can't do this unless I say so. You can't move across the country unless I'm okay with it. Yeah. <sighs> Even Kat, our, our feminist icon, you know. Eh. It's just so it's just so bad. And the whole premise of it is that some boys are making bets over who they can well, get to go out with. Bets, but Well, there is there's the line about a bet, but no he's gonna do it's turned down. Yeah. go do this one for fun, which I think is even worse. But even the idea that I mean, I, I, we didn't mention it, but the idea that when Michael's talking him out of going after Bianchi, he says just put that one in the spank bank. And he goes, <laughs> I will put that one in the spank bank. He said, you're not, you're not wrong about the spank bank, but the, but the rest of it. And yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. oh, for crying out loud, I mean. The rest of but What if these girls just don't fancy these boys? And that's okay. There is this trope that how could he, but he's adorable and cute and he, he's, he's the nice guy. And, you know, you look at the, see the, the, the dangers of that and how it comes into play in modern days with, but I'm a nice guy. Sometimes nice guys can be the worst because they think they're, because have, have, we, have we trained them into thinking that they deserve the girl because they're the ones who really care? Because with movies yeah. like this, it's not real life. It's, it's not real life. Pro- and people I, I need understand. to understand this. It's not real life. Yeah, but I think the problem but is real we- life is influenced heavily by what yeah. we see in the media, and that includes films, especially when so this you're came telling out me because people we didn't don't have know. other opinions to go off of. Oh, no. What's your what's your what's your question? We all know right and wrong as as teenagers. That's not the question, though. The question is just the idea that we get a, a steady stream of influence that say, and what happens for girls too, but if you find the right guy and you sh- and you wait, he will love you. And you find the right girl, she will love you. Because that's, and sometimes life isn't fair. Sometimes we, we don't get what we want. Exactly. Uh, because we, we, we never, but the problem is we don't see films where we see her go, thank you so much, but I, I still would really just like to be your friend. Because that's not the narrative we want as an audience. But as a result, we don't get this drip feed of information that shows then that I female agency. We should make a movie that's true to real life. I bet you people would hate it. <laughs> yeah, but it'd be. You know which one I liked was the breakup. Because you know what happens at the end of that film? Spoilers. They break up. They break up. And go their separate ways. And that was cool because I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Because every trapping of a romantic comedy had me going, I bet you they get back together. La La Land. And I wanted them to get back together. La La Land, same. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I just, La La Land. Yeah. They don't get back together. They don't get back together because they both have what they want. It's a beautiful film. Yes. I think. Oh, I I know what you feel about that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Favorite character? Who's going to be hard? I like Heath Ledger. I know he changes his character from the start and the middle and the end. Yep. But I like his little reactions to things. Not what he says most of the time. It's about yep. how he reacts to other people in that show, in that film. And I love that scene with him singing. Yeah. Oh, that's a great scene. Yeah. And the bit I really think he's really good at is when she's doing that poem and you look on his face. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't say anything. It's yeah. just a look. Ellie? Well, I know you're all going to disagree with me, but I really oh, like Kat in this. Jeez. Um, I like I like her feistiness um, and the she's fact an that asshole. she's yeah she she is at times and like the points where she just kind of snubs him because he doesn't do exactly what she wants. Okay. Yeah, she's being a dickhead. But I mean, compared to Bian- Bianca, she is like <laughs> sunshine and roses, isn't she? Um, I just like her feistiness and I like her. Um, like reactions in the poem at the end and I think she brings a lot of humour to the film in a way that we don't normally see in a rom-com and I enjoy that but 
I would also like to give an honourable mention to the English teacher because he is amazing. Mr. Morgan, Daryl Chill Mitchell. Uh, Georgia. Um, by proxy, because he's the only like main character that I didn't hate um, or didn't at least actively dislike, I'm going with Heath Ledger's Patrick because I actually didn't mind him for the most of the majority of the second half of the film. Yeah, I think I think you know he brought his his weightlifting gloves because I think Heath Ledger carries the majority of this film. On and his- you, you think that's his early movie? Yeah. On his back, he did a lot of stuff. I mean, but as far as his introduction to like a American Western film. audience, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think he's fantastic. He's, I mean, he's a tremendous talent. We see he's a tremendous talent, but there's things he does with looks. There's things he does with and, and there's moments where he's like, uh, there's moments where he makes the best out of what's not a good script. Yeah, and when Styles goes, he went. Oh, I mean, he gets his lines back. They're not any better written, but uh, but he's he's able with nuance to kind of make them passable mm-hmm. and i still find him endearing and engaging because i think as the audience we're kind of trained to be siding with cat and going can i trust him can i trust him do i want to trust him and we're going yeah you can trust him because look at him he's 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 lovely um but honorable mention daryl chill mitchell as mr morgan and to the detention teacher who in a cameo role i thought was really good he was, phenomenal. He was so good yeah i think he's got to be inspired by the breakfast club i think that's what that's yeah, he's, he's better like he's yeah. better than, than the is. guy in the breakfast club um favorite moment element i think this might be a quick one but yeah my favorite moment is the the speech the, da, 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 da. No, no oh no oh it's the poem the poem oh wow i do love the the da, yeah. da, 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 da almost as the but the, that just gets me okay. i've seen that film numerous times and that always makes me cry ellie i always thought it was the same bit as liam but watching it back this time i just can't get over how bad the poem is so i'm gonna have to say the song yeah not an amateur pentameter. just gonna keep staying with that yeah. not in it georgia song definitely yeah with an honorable mention to the paintball fight i quite liked that oh i liked it better than i remember liking it yeah i liked it when the the band kick in that gives it a bit of gravity yeah uh i'm gonna go with favorite moment i mean i'll go with people have said the the song at the stadium that's fine so i'll guess i'll, I'll pivot and go element instead and say cinematography fantastic in this film brilliant really good. so better than it you think it would have any business to be being just a, a teen rom-com absolutely and very innovative innovative yep even the shot the stupid montage with the four boys being asked if they'll they switch them like it's stupid in logic yeah from a cinematography perspective really quite cool really quite cool and a creative way to go about it there's a lot of stupid in logic in this film and i like a montage i like it's almost like a dating audition montage i'm okay with it or job interview montage i I love a good if it's done well i love this sort of a thing um and then we've got two grumbles grumbles liam i didn't like as a child, when I when I watched it, or as a teenager, as I watched it, I I found it funny when she flashed her tits. Yeah. But watching it this time around, I'm going, ooh, ooh, yeah, oh, that's wrong. Oh, I think it's because when you're when 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 we watched it the first time, we naturally sided with the teenagers in the room. We're, yeah, oh, we, it's so funny. Yeah, yeah. Now I think we side with the adults in the room. We're going, oh, this is just a whole bunch of problems. You do, don't you? Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of loopholes, and there's a lot. Of, I didn't like the costumes in a lot of them. Yeah. Um, the, I didn't think the costumes were great. I love um, some of those '90s. I like the the, the '90s. Um, at the party, girls are wearing like, like like '90. I'm like that reminds me of high school. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, that was cool. I, li- I like that, and have to make honorable mention to the lady at the party, who's got the purple hair hair that looks like she's out something like out of space. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you did mention that twice. Loved it, uh, Ellie. 
Um, I hate Bianca. She is an awful, awful human being. Um, and just not to the point where, you know, it's just needed for her character, but for the, to the point where I'm like, oh my God, screaming at the TV. And everything about her, it's not just her, like the way that she behaves, but I mean, her outfits are awful. They are awful. Like, she, she, oh, she's just horrible. <laughs> okay. Uh, Georgia? The entirety of the premise of this film. <laughs> okay. Set in modern day. Short and sweet. Okay, fair as, enough. Yeah. As a Shakespearean piece, I'm sure it's great um, because people in Shakespeare, I was talking to Ellie about this when we cut for a bit. Um, people in Shakespearean times, you were married off, you were betrothed to people. That is how it is. But set that in the 90s, early 2000s, it's horrific. There is nothing you can do to make it okay. And they, if anything, made it worse. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. You? I'm going to go with Julia Stiles. Yeah, you didn't like her acting, did you? Wasn't good. Wasn't good. A uh, couple moments where she's she's good in the poem scene. Yeah, very good. She's, she's good in the dance scene. Her physicality, you can tell why she gets saved the last dance. Her mm-hmm. dancing is very good in that party scene. When she cut loose, the problem with Julia Stiles, everything was 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 a 10 in whatever mood is it supposed to be. So it's not quite, when we talk about Groundhog Day and it was happy Phil or mean Phil, but it wasn't that much different. So she goes, I'm grumpy and I'm mad and you're not entirely vile. Or it's, I'm going to be a caring big sister in this scene. Or it's, I'm going to be, the, I'm going to kind of be sensitive in this scene because I think it's a date scene. And But there was no, there was no movement within or no nuance within. She just chose a mood and that was her mood on that day of shooting. Yeah. And the script doesn't help her. The script is not good. The story's fine. The story's fine. I mean, I, I hear George's uh, criticisms about setting in modern day and I, I can get on board with that. Mm-hmm. I would say, I think this film really showcases a lot of the differences between what audiences were willing to think was acceptable and funny and believable and as a send up in the late 90s and then what we would do today. I don't think you could make this film today. No. Uh, it's really interesting to try to even do a TV series 10 years later. I'm like, that feels a bit off. But no, Julie Styles was not good in this. So I hate, to, I, Ellie, I know you said she was your favorite part. She's just my least favorite part. And I felt that God bless Heath Ledger because he was working against some, some forces. What, and there's more what he didn't say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I think when she was silent, for the most part, nails the, nails the poem. I can't deny that. Yeah. The problem, she's really good in two scenes. Really good in two mm. scenes. But she is our main, she is our protagonist in this film. Yeah. So much so, and you know she's the protagonist. Yeah, we meet Cameron and all that stuff, but actually that first shot where we come down from one week and then we pan over to Bad Reputation, I, 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 I wanted more, and it wasn't there to have. Because she wasn't there yet as an actress. She no. didn't have it. I can see why she looks away. I wish I could, too. Ooh, it's well said. <laughs> so, um, critics, I think it's. T- oh, so sorry. Is this anybody's best role ever? It's not Ledger's. It's not Styles. She was better in Save the Last Dance. No, it's no one's best film role ever. No, it's not Allison Janney. She's much better. Yeah, that's, no, no. All right. Um, so Georgia critics. Yeah. Um, anyone ha- want to have a guess at what the Rotten Tomato score is for this film? 63 i know it didn't qualify because that was the whole point of our debate at one point so i'm gonna guess it goes 71 and ellie i'm gonna guess you know this i I think i have seen it at some point so yeah yeah 69 percent oh that's pretty much there two of you are both very close i'll tell you what miss miss uh was it pesky miss miss purdy miss miss perky 69 percent that would would be making her way into the uh (laughs) into her screenplay point out how much i hated her as well yeah it was just really really hated her it was this really strange decision to sexualize a lot of the school adults in some capacity yeah Yeah, it's a strange one it's a bit weird uh it definitely wouldn't be done now but i do find her scenes funny again imagine it was a male teacher Mm mm-hmm 
There's no, there's no way, that'll be, way. there's no way it'll be funny. No right. way. Anyway, I'm on this. Did you say this, this was written by women? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Good point. Yeah. So. R- wow. Role of women and written by two women. That's crazy. Isn't wow. It? We, are, we are our own worst enemies sometimes. <laughs> wow. Okay. The mind uh, boggles. Anything else, George? You got your 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 uh, critics now. Yeah, I have. Um, so uh, Scott Tobias from AV Club says, "Quirky, innovative, and brimming over, brimming over with clever visual gags and colourful supporting characters. Ten things uses Shakespeare as a jumping-off point to playfully send up a society that doesn't know what to do with a strong woman. And if that was the actual premise of the film, I'd be okay with it. I don't think that's accurate, really, at all. Oh, this last bit's you editorialising. We've moved into Georgia <laughs> again now. Yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, thought yeah, you were no, saying what they. Okay, if that had been the premise, I was like, "Oh, that's quite, it's quite the, the, the soundbite she's found there." I'm like, "Oh wait, no, no." <laughs> oh no, no, that was me. That was Georgia. That was me. That was Georgia. If you're gonna do that, you might want to say end quote so we know where they end and you begin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, I forget that you can't see what I'm you're right. reading. Um, then we get uh, Stephen Dalton from the Times UK. Uh, said a witty reworking of Shakespeare's The Taming of the Shrew in the form of a modern day screwball teen comedy Jill Junger's Ten Things I Hate About You actually owes very little to the original beyond basic plot points and a handful of names I think yeah there's not much else still still with it I don't think um, we get Stephen Holden from the New York Times said Styles, whose slightly rushed impatient delivery sometimes recalls the young Jane Fonda lets enough sweetness seep into her portrayal to lend even the nastiest retort a hint of forgiveness again I would completely disagree with that I, okay. don't, I don't think that's right and then we get our friend Roger Ebs, Ebs. Ebert um, says the high school romance genre has become so popular that it's running out of new ideas and has taken to recycling classic literature which I think is quite accurate because we said we said we get a lot of those in this this time frame yep. um and he's, he says i like the movie spirits the actors and some of the scenes the music much of it by the band less cleo is subtle and innovative and well while still cheer while still cheerful the movie almost not quite achieves liftoff against the gravitational pull of the tired story formula sometimes it's a mistake to have actors this charming the characters become so engaging engaging and spontaneous we notice how they're trapped in the plot like yeah, I half agree with you, Ebes. Like, okay. I don't think it is, it's as good as it could have been, but equally, I don't think the premise is good. So, okay. yeah. Uh, we said at the start. Let's just throw up before I look up the uh, the, the critics we had from from our shoutouts. Wasn't many this time, um, which is really weird. It won the poll by a landslide. Then I put the thing up. It is, it is Valentine's Day, so maybe just part of it with that. But yeah, yeah I didn't get many responses. Um, clueless or um, or ten things. Which one's better? Well. <laughs> My heart is with 10 things. That's fine. I mean, you're allowed to have your... Um, when I watch these movies, I like you saw me watching it. I, I was, yeah. You know, so, yeah. I, I've i got memories attached to this. Yeah. So it's hard to break that down. I, I see all the flaws and I see everything here now and everything yeah. else, but it's how it made me feel then and why well, I still love it. Okay, so Ali, that for me. Ali it's 10 things for me as well. Georgia? I really strongly disliked both. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're finding there's a genre of film I just do not like. Okay. The uh, one aimed at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, not you, but the one you're probably the closest to as far yeah, as that goes. Yeah, yeah. like the, the generation, well, half a generation before me. You're is, an old soul, Georgia. You are. I, I'm going to go with Clueless. I think Clueless is, 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 is significantly the better film. Significantly the better film. I think you look at this and you can see Amy Heckerling did something and they have copied it. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I can totally see that. And I, yeah. I do see that. But I'm going with how I feel I think about they copied it. a better story. 
Okay. By doing Taming of the Shrew versus yeah, yeah. Emma, I think they've chosen better source material. And I think uh, Amy Heckerling was able to – there's not a bad performance acting-wise in Clueless. No, true. There's very few good ones in this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I think the big difference for me is that the poem at the end makes me feel really emotional. No, there's a more that genuine – There's not that similar moment in There's a more genuine – The climax of the film, the poem versus I Love Josh. Mm. The poem's – a hundred times better uh, than just some sort of I am madly loving Deva Deva in love with Josh like a montage of yeah, Josh yeah. moments no the poem's a hundred times better yeah. but then going I bought you a guitar <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's really dumb alright now it's just time for our critics so we, I put out the old uh, fleece and, and uh, we had four responses so thank you very much everybody who chipped in first one in the pool no surprise Paul and Griff who said love this film kick-ass soundtrack and a kick-ass story to match Heath singing scene hi sorry to that five times fast Heath singing scene highlights what a talent he was timeless classic uh, friends of ours at the Jock Doc podcast say I met the writers and I think the producers of that film very very kind ladies they said the studio made them add the part with the dirt bike but they hated it I was kind of hoping he was going to say there were some other parts the studio forced them into doing it and it might have explained away some of the issues that I think we all collectively had with that segment um, then we've got uh, Dwayne Smith Dwayne Smith says, I watched this again last week. It's so good. Early Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. All brilliant. So many great scenes and lines from the whole cast. It also has one of the greatest lines ever delivered by Heath Ledger. What is it with this chick? Does she have beer-flavored nipples? And yes, that was, uh, as I said earlier, that's one that I did remember. And Potato Lady Pod Reviews, who's actually reviewing ours in a couple of weeks, months. I forget exactly which it is. Uh, maybe one for our podcast friends to check out, although I think her signups are currently closed, but keep an eye out there. Says, love this movie. Never in my life have I found Heath Ledger attractive. I guess very different to director Gil Unger, who we know his feelings. May he rest in peace. But the acting and writing are phenomenal. Alex Mack's prom dress, though, and this is the girl who played Bianca. She played Alex Mack and something else. Is an assault on my eyes. That is all. And just as a quick final sort of tidbit, um, Julia Stiles, who I said earlier in her dancing was auditioning for Save the Last Dance. Turns out I was kind of correct because the uh, director, Thomas Carter of Save the Last Dance, said that he saw her dancing on the table in 10 Things I Hate About You and then instantly decided to cast her in Bettine Romance, Save the Last Dance. I never want to hack my age. What's my age again? What's my age again? And it's a big thank you to Moonlight Social, as always, for letting us use their rendition there. Thank so, you. thank you. So, what? Let's find out the ages. There's some things I just cannot play, but the ones I can, I will. Uh, Ellie, go ahead. Okay, so we'll start with Julia Styles, shall we? I Cast. don't know this one, so that's okay. I'm going to say 19. Georgia? 18. Uh, okay, I'll go 20. She's 18. Hey, Ooh, I should have just. Join George on the eighteen. <laughs> Next up. And what about Bianca, Larissa Elenik? Who? Seventeen. Georgia? Yeah, I don't think she's much younger because no. I actually for the first few minutes of the film was trying to figure out if they'd cast the same person as both. Um <laughs> although that might just be my face blindness playing That's up again. Face blindness. Um <laughs> uh, Yeah, I'm gonna go eighteen as well. I'm gonna go eighteen as well. 
Uh, she is also 18. Yeah, there's only yeah. three months between them. Oh, okay. And yeah, well, I, I, like, I think it's just height. I think the yeah, tall yeah, one's yeah. the older sister, the short one's and the I younger sister. And I to make her out younger yeah. with the way she dressed and yeah. stuff. Yeah, that helps. So what about Heath Ledger? I know this one. I'm going to say 24. I th- Oh, I don't know, 21? I believe he's 19. Is he? 20. Yeah. I think he was 19 when they were filming it because all all my quotes said 19, but yeah, you're fine. Yeah, so when the 44-year-old man's being like, I want to sleep with that guy, like 19 when they're filming, God knows when they're, when they're, when they're, when they're auditioning. Jeez. Yeah, it was a little bit of, (laughs) (laughs) um, anybody else? Um, would you like me to, to do some more or? Um, I'll tell you what, do you, do you happen to have Gabrielle Union who played Chastity? I do, yes. Because I know this one, but it's a fun one, so. She well, if you o- tell everybody it's a fun one, then they all know it's a no, fun one. No, it's true. One. Anyway, no. just go ahead. I was going to say she looks a lot older than most. So I'd say like mid to late 20s, so 27. Georgia? I was going to go at least 25, yeah. Yeah, she's she's 27, yeah. yeah. And um, Susan say. May Pratt, who plays Mandela, the Shakespeare-y one, she's 25. Wow, okay. Yeah. Um, what, what about Larry Miller, who plays Dad? Uh, 45. 50. 53. 46 so very oh, well good job Ooh, good nice. job just for, for my curiosity joseph gordon levitt if you have it he he's 18 okay so yeah he's, he's he only a year a younger. younger what about michael he looks older um i didn't actually get michael down that's okay joey is 20 Jewish. okay so they're all fairly similar yeah, ages yeah. except for gabrielle and uh, <laughs> she's sorry, one who was like it was so Mandela. much fun hanging out with all of them it's like <laughs> they're all like seven years younger than you yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's weird. laughs> all right so uh ranking time so uh liam only thing left to do us to do is find out what we're giving this for a ranking so i really love this movie um I'm, i see all the plot holes i see everything else and things are wrong with it but it made me feel something so i'm gonna give this a strong eight and a half letters to Cleo. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Ellie? I really love this one as well, um, but I'm just going to give it an eight. Okay. Because I didn't feel I could justify any higher compared to what I've given other films, but I do really, really enjoy it, and I could watch this over and over again. Same. Okay. Georgia? <laughs> a strong four and a half. Wow. Oh. I've never gone that low of a single film yet. I haven't. No. Uh, I'm going seven and a half. I thought you would. Seven and a half. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I it's a good been, film. Because I, I going into this, I was nine and a half all the way. Oh, really? really? Okay. After watching it again through these eyes of how old I am now, I then dropped it and I, I struggled between eight, eight and a half. I think I was expecting eight, eight and a half myself going in. And then I yeah. came out going, oh, the ending's it's the, the poem is so good and they know he just buys her a guitar didn't know how to finish it yeah oh my word it's dreadful yeah um because the source material they, they couldn't borrow off that anymore because it's not what happens it's true so and i really hated julia styles throughout and that made me go mm. but it's still really it has all the, all the dressings of things that i like mm-hmm. so such as so next week now we have to talk about we've got this today on two days time we'll have a wally yeah. and then we've gone from groundhog day to Jurassic Park, kind of family-friendly-ish kind of stuff, mm-hmm. to uh, 10 Things, which has been fun, to Wally, which is cute. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't be going any more different next week. Run, man. No. <laughs> Choose life. <gasps> Choose the big stereo. Oh, my God. Yeah, you want to say? Train Train spotting next oh, week. Great movie. It is the 20-year anniversary, I believe, of its release. 
Oh. Is it 20 or 25? Must be 25. Must be 25. Yeah. Must be 25. Because I've I saw never this. seen this. Oh, this is. And I've been wanting to see it for ages. I will give out a warning here. Uh, Debbie, if you're listening, don't watch Train Spotting. <laughs> uh, Train Spotting yes. has some has a, has one specific disturbing scene that I really am thinking of. Yeah, it does. Um, we'll do a trigger warning. It's the only one so far I've even thought about doing this for, but we definitely will be doing oh, wow. a trigger warning next. I, I think you'll be fine, Ellie. But uh, <laughs> no, I'll be fine. Be fine. I'm just surprised but you're having to do one for this. No, you didn't I, do I, one I, for like seven. No, 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 no. no this is, is different. This, this is different. Yeah. So there is a trigger warning that I will put out. Uh, we'll put in the title as well. Um, sensitive materials discussed or, or trouble, troubling conversation or something like that. There's one or two key images that I'm like, ooh, hard, hard on the soul. Mm. Uh, but overall, I th- despite of a capable of us, I think a fun movie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the funny thing is, the sequel that comes out years later yeah. is a completely different movie and feel of a movie yeah. than the first one. But you have to watch the first one to get the second to one. To get the second yeah. one. Um, I don't see us doing the second one anytime soon. It's, it no. kind of faded out of my memory after a couple of. I found myself. It was a love letter to the first movie. It was. Yeah. I found myself laughing along towards the second one. The same not, shots, the same. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, a really, really fun film. A film I have pastiched myself in a promo video I did for my own department. You did. Um, gen- and, and just some sequences that are beyond iconic. Uh, they, they equal. There is, there is one or two sequences in this which equal the how iconic the dance scene is. The I love you, baby. Yeah. There's one or two that are right up there in Cinema Canon with this. So uh, Guy Ritchie. Not Guy Not Ritchie. Guy Ritchie. Uh, um, Boyle. Boyle, Danny Boyle, thank Danny you. Boyle. Danny Boyle. Uh, Ewan McGregor, of course, in the lead role. Johnny Lee Miller. Johnny Lee Miller and what's Robert his name? Carlisle. Robert Carlyle. Yeah. So... Ooh. hell of a cast yeah hell of a cast my introduction to not my introduction but the second thing i saw you mcgregor in uh a fantastic film a dark film a funny film yeah it's a, mixture, a lot of humor a mixture of everything a lot of real human emotion yeah and actually, actually it's on the list of films i have to teach at a level oh okay yeah. so yeah I'm, I'm excited about going and checking this one out so very much so so if you have any thoughts on uh 10 things about you let us know if you have any thoughts early for next week about train spotting let us know them too uh, i'm excited to get kind of in with some gritty cinema again it's been a while yeah it's been a while since before christmas i think since we had a proper gritty film to look at and this is this is proper gr- like usual suspects kind of 70 yeah, kind yeah. of sort of stuff goodfellas goodfellas the last gritty film we had actually come to think of it mm-hmm. so definitely what we're up for that'll be next week i couldn't be more excited so please join us later in the week for wally and next week when we tackle the danny boyle film train spotting so forward to that. me too so i got a lust for life and a lust for this film so for <laughs> best film ever i've been Ian. i've been liam i've been ellie and, and we couldn't be any more thankful for 10,000 downloads. I think it might show, but there aren't 10 things you hate about us. Oh. Uh, That's good. We'll see you next time. Take care, folks. Catch you on the flippity flop. The flippity flip flop.